WLEW Sports Network presents The Game of the Week with Clark Ramsey, Dave Hansen, Doug Cole, and Dan Banke. You're listening to the WLEW Sports Network, powered by AgriValley Services. The regular season is at the halfway point and is a fight for the best of the rest in the Greer of the East. Tonight is the 2-2 two two Harbor Beach Pirates on the road taking on the 1-4 Sandusky Redskins. Good evening from the county seat of Sandlack, Sandusky, Michigan. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network, and I'm your host, Clark Ramsey, for tonight's broadcast. Alongside me once again is a true professional. He even has a license to prove it. Please welcome back Dave Hansen. Thank you, Clark. Well-rested and, uh, you know, made it the long trip over here to Sandusky and looking forward to a great football game tonight. Last week, we saw the backyard brawl between the Harbor Beach Pirates and Ubley Bearcats come down to a few key plays before the Bearcats pulled away to improve to 4-0 and on the season. That leaves the rest of the East Division behind Ubley. Tonight, 1-3 Sandusky and Harbor Beach and 2-2 two two are in an arm wrestle race for second place, each with one divisional loss. And it's kind of what we expected, right? So the Ubley Bearcats, we certainly thought was the cream of the crop. They showed that. Normally it's defense, but 50 points they put up on Harbor Beach, an impressive showing. Glad Harbor Beach stuck around to show that they want that second spot and a good playoff spot. The Harbor Beach Pirates come within one point of Ubley last week, but could not hang on, losing 50-33 to to their biggest rival. The Orange and Black enter this evening with a 2-2 two and two record in tow, looking to get back in the swing of things. We saw flashes of greatness a week ago, but the question is, can they put it all together for four straight quarters? Well, they've shown they can throw the football on just about anybody. Running game, not there. They need to pick it up, and that defense needs to get off the field a little more often. On the other side of the ball is a very young Sandusky football squad coming off of a season where they saw eight starting Redskins graduate on both sides of the ball. The Red and Black of Sandusky have won just a single game this year, but are starting to piece things together as the season progresses. Is tonight the night that Craig Jacobson's squad puts it all together? It very well could be. We love the experienced coaching staff that he stacked around him. And young isn't always bad. This unit is growing and getting better every single week. Coming up in the next 55 minutes, we'll look at our other area games, host our media roundtable, and take a deep dive into the game of the week. Harbor Beach at Sandusky for the 39th meeting in 39 years in the WLW Sports Network. Tonight's presentation of the WLW Sports Network is being brought to you by Thumb Sailor and Anchor Valley Services, DS Services of Cassidy for all of your grain handling needs, Conic Radiator and Air Conditioning of Maddox, Rainey's Honey Center, 269 Guns, the Heron Daily Tribune, Home of the Prep Zone, North Star Bank, Guiding the Way, Heron Auto Parts, Countryside Transportation, DM Cabinets, Harbor Reach Community Schools, Elber Insurance Agency of Port Hope and Harbor Reach, and Sure Health. Better Health. Better life. Are you sure? Internet services are provided by Anger Valley Services and the Blazing Speed their TrueNet 4G wireless network. Go to AngerValleyServices.com for broadband internet that you can count on. This game broadcast is a copyright presentation of Thumb Broadcasting Incorporated. All rights are reserved. Any reproduction without, without the express written consent of the WLW Sports Network is strictly prohibited. You may have not noticed or frankly even cared, but last week history was made. Now granted, what happened will never be mentioned in any history book, nor will there ever be even a blog post written about it. 
But for the first time in at least 11 years, the WLW Sports Network had a successful and technical difficulty free broadcast from my ever apparent kryptonite, Herp Field in Ubley, Michigan. For the last decade, we have had nearly every single roadblock thrown at us when we broadcast from Ubley's football complex. But thanks to the dedicated and intentional moves by the staff and administration at Ubley Schools, we were able to have a fiber line board all the way from the school and into the tower of the field just to make our broadcast as well as the NFHS video feed available for everyone to listen and watch. We realize this did not happen overnight or for free, and we are thankful to anyone and everyone who made it possible. Dave Hansen, my broadcast partner for the last 10 years, missed the game last week, and Ed Klump filled in for us, did a great job. And come to think about it, perhaps, Dave, you're the problem in our ugly <laughs> broadcast in the past. Regardless, it's great to have you back in the booth. And very well might be. I guess we might have to go back there and test it later this season. I think that might be a good idea. Yeah, looking back, when I was with Ron Lair in my first year, we didn't have troubles then. So I think I think we're on to something well, here. People, people do things for Ron Rubel, or Ron Lehrman. Ron Lehrman. Mr. Lehrman, he's, he's got connections. That's very true. One person who had a second-row seat at last week's game was Doug Cole. For every week since 2013, our director of sports information has run the roads for us all the way from Livonia, Michigan, to handle all of our offensive and defensive stats. Doug, we stuffed you in the second row of the booth last week, and this week we have you inches from the what would have been the world-famous Sandusky Siren. I promise it's nothing personal, but we've found out since that the siren has potentially been retired here in Sabre. Yeah, that's um, what I heard. Um, I'm not sure what my feelings are. Um, it's a good tradition, but I think my ears are going to be uh, pretty good. Just going to say, you want to turn the radio up as loud on the way home. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, but on the way here, did you make any good stops on the way? Did I did. Uh, yes, I did. Uh, it's right in downtown Sandusky. It's a little place called Bob and Jamie's. Uh, it's uh, had a hot dog and fries. Hot dog and fries at Bob and Jamie's. Does it get the Doug Cole seal of approval? Yes, it does. Oh, thank goodness. Dining with Doug can continue for another week. Uh, Bob and Jamie's. Is that what it's called? Bob, Bob and Jamie's? Yes, yeah, yes. Uh, yes. Fellow Sandusky resident Dave Hansen's yes. nodding in approval. Yeah, nice little local joint for sure. Good yeah. choice. Yeah. Well, with Dave not on the broadcast last week, it felt like a little bit my right arm was cut off at the elbow. So it's a good thing I'm left-handed. Making our broadcast a success last week and every week was our left-hand man, our director of visual data and spotter, Dan Banky. Obelie's booth has its quirks that has Dan finding room anywhere he could, like a good fullback finding those seams between the trenches. And tonight in Sandusky, it's more of the same, sometimes even resorting to sitting on the stairs behind us to get the best view for us. Uh, it's absolutely hilarious. It, it's maybe not as funny for everybody it is for us, but to watch where he is, you never know where he's going to be. He's right behind you on this play, and then he's behind Doug, and on stairs, and in alleyways, doorways. Through the doors. Yes, he's everywhere. He's quite, uh, anyway he'll go to find the angle, he will do it, and Again, that's what makes him the, the best spotter in the area. That's right, and Dan's on his way right here. And, of course, kickoff in 49 minutes. And tonight, it's Sandusky hosting the Harbor Beach Pirates at the midpoint of the regular season. It's hard to imagine we're already halfway home to the playoffs already. The old six wins and you're in rules are out the window, so the playoff picture is still wide open for both teams tonight. It's all on Sports Radio 1021 FM and worldwide at WLWSports.com. When we return, we'll have our media roundtable presented by Thompson Chevrolet. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network.
Listen to the WLW Sports Network in more ways than ever before. Tune to Sports Radio 1021. Download the Cruise 102 app on your Apple or Android device. Listen live and worldwide at WLWSports.com. And now also listen to all of our broadcasts in replay form, in podcast form. Wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. It's now time for the Media Roundtable, presented by Thompson Chevrolet of Ubley. If you're looking for the late models from Chevrolet, look no further than Thompson Chevrolet at the north end of Ubley. Find new roads. Join me tonight from the Heron County View via text message, the Urban Meyer of the Roundtable, Paul P. Adams, our in-game analyst for WLW Sports, Dave Hansen, the top spotter north of I-69, Dan Banky, and our back-to-back Media Roundtable champion, Director of Sports Information, Doug Cole. Through the end of the season, we keep score of our game's predictions, and when that time comes, we will deem a Media Roundtable winner. Last week, without even being at the game in a completely different state, Dave Hansen snagged his first victory of the season, so now it is Paul P. Adams still leading with two wins, Doug Cole with one, Dave Hansen with one, and then Dan Banky still looking for his first trip to the top spot of the podium. So how it works, each media representative picks a winner and a final score for tonight's feature game of the WLW Sports Network. The winner is deemed by selecting the winning team and by having the most accurate point differential. If no one selects the correct winner, then I, Clark Ramsey, will graciously accept the victory for the week. Since Dave won last week, he will go last. So tonight's order is Dan Banky leading off, Paul P. Adams, Doug Cole, and then last week's winner, Dave Hansen, which up to this point I've had all you gentlemen muted. So I hope uh, you really didn't say anything worthwhile, so you didn't, our listeners really didn't miss much. But hmm. Dave, it's good to have you back. Doug, it's good to have you back. And uh, let's get into the picks here. So Dan Banky is first. He's on his way here, our spotter, and he texted me earlier, and he said tonight is going to be an interesting game. With Sandusky being young in Hover Beach, dealing with some in key injuries, Dan Banky thinks it's going to be a low-scoring affair. But Dan Banky has Hover Beach holding on 16 to six. Dan Banky taking Hover Beach 16 to six by 10 points for the Pirates, and also noted that Dan Banky is the one who told us our mics were muted, so spotting even when he's not here. Paul P. Adams also texted me. He actually messaged me about an hour ago. And Paul P. Adams said last week featured a shootout between Harbor Reach and Ubley. And Paul P. Adams will s- thinks we will see a similar type of game tonight. The Pirates have had difficulty with power running teams, and Sandusky is another one of those. Conversely, big word, conversely, not even the best defenses have been able to hold Harbor Reach in check. According to Paul P. Adams, the Pirates will be on the other end of the high scoring game this week. He's taking Harbor Beach 44, Sandusky. 32. So Paul P. Adams taking Hover Beach by 12 points, and that leaves us to Doug Cole. Well, that's really interesting. Dan's uh, think it's going to be a defensive struggle. Paul thinks it's going to be a shootout. So I think, you know, with Tanton Babcock, we'll see his status. And then um, Harbor Beach's defense, it's been a struggle this year. And uh, I don't know. I, I have a gut that Sandusky's going to pull off an upset here. So I'm going to go with Sandusky 22, Harbor Beach 16. 22-16, you're saying a six-point upset victory for the St. Esky Redskins at home over the Irish Pirates. Yep, why not? All right, well, that uh, hot dog and chips guts is telling you St. Esky wins, and that leaves Dave Hanson. Well, that, uh, that makes my decision a lot easier, Doug, and uh, if Paul were here, I'd, I would be catching a punch in the shoulder right now. <laughs> I know uh, what's coming. So you know exactly what's coming, Ed. But I, I like everything you guys said, and I'm back, so I'm back to here to, to try to go two weeks in a row and uh, let's see, I don't know what Tam Babcock's like. He's come up injury, he was on the injury list all week. Sounds like he's going to try it. 
We'll see what happens, but if he's on the field, that's enough for Harbor Beach to win this game. I don't think Luke Woodkey can do it himself, but this defense has got to find a way to get off the football field. That up front has been just getting torched, and if they don't do something about it, Martin Tovar alone could run over this team. However, I like the road team to win. I'll take Harbor Beach 30-17 to to win this game by two scores. So Dave Hansen in the books with a 13-point victory for the Harbor Beach Pirates, so the experts have spoken. Three for Harbor Beach, one for Sandusky. I'm sure our phones will be blowing up from Paul P. Adams momentarily here. <laughs> I left mine at home. No, that's true. <laughs> that is very true. So we have the lone Sandusky faithful, Doug Cole, taking the Redskins, or the Sandusky football team, 22-16, to 16, six <laughs> points in favor of Sandusky. And then three for Harbor Beach on the low end. Dan Banky taking Harbor Beach 16-6 to six by 10 points. Paul P. Adams stuck in the middle with you, 44-32 in favor of the Orange and Black by 12. And Dave Hansen, $1, Bob. Harbor Beach 30 to 17 by 13 points. Now let's take a look at other area games going on across the region. We'll start out in eight-player football in the North Central Thumb League Stars Division in Flint International. 0-4 going against the 4-0 Deckerville Eagles. Deckerville 4-0 for the sixth time in eight years tonight. Uh, they're a powerhouse, so there's nothing else you can say about it. They're at home. Take the Deckerville Eagles in a big win. Morris at 4-0, the other big team in the NCTL stripes. The Orioles on the road taking on the Mustangs of New Haven Merritt, who are 1-3. That's absolutely a collision course is Deckerville against Morris. So take Deckerville to win all their games until they play Morris. Take Morris to win all their games until they play Deckerville. Genesee at 3-1. Burton Ashton at 3-1. The Wolves against the Wolverines tonight in Burton. Doesn't get much closer than that, does it? I, I got a hunch on the road team this week. Give me Genesee to win that game. I was going to save all, this, all the games here. I think that's the one game. Game I know absolutely nothing about aside from the records. Uh, they're both three and one, so they're both decent football teams. We'll see who comes out on top. In the NCTL crossover game tonight, the Mayville Wildcats still looking for their first victory of the season. They're 0-4 right now, traveling to Fairgrove to take on the Vikings of Akron Fairgrove, who are 1-3. Mayville 0-4 for the first time since the 2014 season as their second to last year in 11-player football still. And this is our first game with Akron Fairgrove since 2003. I know they've struggled, but I just got to believe in the pedigree Akron Fairgrove really hasn't had much for teams the last few years. I still don't think they do. I'm going to take Mayville to get win number one. In the NCTL Stripes Division, Mount Pleasant Sacred Heart at 2-2, two two, going to Caseville, the land of cheeseburgers, take on the Eagles, who are 0-4. Sacred Heart doubled up CPS last week, 72-36, snapping a two-game losing streak. Sacred Heart, they're talented there. I don't know the status of that running back, but uh, they have a lot of playmakers on that team. Sacred Heart wins. In Caseville, riding a 22-game losing streak entering tonight. The North Huron Warriors find themselves with 4-0 record, taking on the Ashley Bears, who are 1-3. North Huron, their third straight year, starting out 4-0. They beat Akron Fairgrove last week, 69-34. Ashley, their only win was Caseville in Week 1. Yeah, keep it rolling. North Huron goes to 5-0. Peck at 4-0, taking on CPS, who is 1-3 in Carsonville. Peck still has not allowed over 16 points against any opponent through four games this season. CPS, their only win would be against Akron Fairgrove. They lost to Mount Pleasant Sacred Heart, 72-36 a week ago. I don't think CPS scores 16 points in this game either. Give me Peck to win big. And Kingston against Misick in a non-conference game. Kingston at 3-1, Misick at 2-2. Two two. Kingston finished last year at 1-6. Already three wins this season. They fl beat Flint International last week 36-8. I don't know as much about Misick, so I'm going to go with my homer pick, and I'll take the, the, Kingston, uh, the Kingston Cardinals. And there's one other game, non-conference in the NCTL, eight-player football, and that's Bay City All Saints traveling to Charlton Heston, our old friend Charlton Heston, the Patriots. The Patriots, yes. So fitting. What an, I, was, I, was looking, I had to look it up. I'm like, okay, what's Charlton Heston's mascot? Of course it's the Patriots. 
And uh, if it's not the Charlton Heston, Charles Hestons, it might as well be the Patriots. Bay City All Saints two and two. Charlton Heston looking for the first victory of the season. And I still think they're going to be looking for it. Give me Bay City in that game. All right, moving on from the NRA to the eleven player football in the Greater Thumb West. We'll start the Carroll at zero and four, taking on Bad Axe, who is four and zero. Bad Axe four and zero for just the fourth time since nineteen seventy eight. That was the same year they made it to the state finals before losing 16-18. to Carroll, the third time since 2011 that they've started 0-4. Yeah, this is a good game for Bad Axe because they're a little banged up, so hopefully they can get out to a fast lead, rest some of those starters, and let some of these younger guys get some action. But the Hatchets will move to 5-0 this week. Carroll has not scored a touchdown since before Labor Day. Last week they had three field goals, and that's it. Cass City at Reese. Cass City 1-3. The Red Hawks taking on the 4-0 Reese Rockets. Cass City, their first victory last week of the season against Vassar, 27-18. 27 points is the most points scored all season long for the Red Hawks. Reese, though, it's the most wins in a season since 2016 when they went 5-5. Five five. They beat USA for their first Sugar Bowl win since 2013, 36-16. Gosh, I... Cass City is just too young. There's not enough juice on that team. So they're building, they're getting better. But at Reese, that's a tough ask. I think Reese wins this game to set up that collision course of undefeateds. Bad X against Reese. In our final game, the Greater of the West, Vassar at 2-2, two and two, traveling to the land of wind turbines. Elkton, Pigeon, Bayport, Lakers at 3-1. And, uh, and Lakers, another team that's suffering from some injuries. But give me the home team. I think Lakers will win that game. And Vassar started 2017 with a 2-2 two and two record. They finished 2-7. and seven. Of course, they have two wins. They have not won back-to-back wins since 2015. Lakers have won two in a row over Cass City and Carroll for a combined score of 59-22. to 22. Their only loss this season to Ubley. In the Greater Thumb crossover game, we have Brown City at 0-4, traveling to USA, who is 1-3. USA at 1-3. That might be the best 1-3 team in I, the I was going to say the same thing. And uh, so USA is going to win this game, and it won't even be close. In the Greater Thumb East, Marlette at 2-2, two two, KPAC at 1-3. Down in KPAC, Marlette with a win tonight, ties their most victories in a season since 2015. KPAC beat New Haven in week number one, 22-0, have lost three straight to Harbor Beach, Sandusky, and Memphis. And depending on how things go tonight, Marlette potentially is the second best team in the East, so I think they're going to beat KPAC no problem tonight. The Ubley Bearcats at 4-0, who of course took out Harbor Beach last week, 50-33. They're in the driver's seat in the greater of the East. They're 4-0 for the third time since 2016. They're traveling down to Memphis to take on the 2-2 two two Yellow Jackets. That will be a running clock. Ubley Bearcats went big. And speaking of Yellow Jackets, I've killed 16 uh, Hornets here in the tower tonight in Sandusky. And speaking of Sandusky, it's our game of the week here on the WLW Sports Network. And the experts have spoken. Three for Harbor Beach, one for Sandusky. And let's go through those one more time for if you're just tuning in. Doug Cole taking Sandusky by six points, 22 to 16. Dan Banky on the low end at 16 to six by 10 points. Paul B. Adams from the Heron County View at 12 points, 44 to 32. And Dave Hansen one dollaring Paul with a 30 to 17 score. The Pirates by 13 points. Kickoff is in just 33 minutes right here on the WLW Sports Network. Up next, we'll take a look at the away team, the Harbor Beach Pirates, on Sports Radio 1021 and live worldwide at WLWSports.com. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network. Clark Ramsey, Dave Hansen, Doug Cole, and Dan Bank with your call tonight. 
from the county seat of Sanilac in Sandusky, Michigan. It's the Harbor Beach Pirates on the road taking on the Sandusky Redskins. And the Harbor Beach Pirates, let's take a look at those fellows. Since 1965, there have been just two head football coaches at Harbor Beach High School. John Jack Dillon started to build the foundation of this Pirate program four years before we even landed a man on the moon. Dillon went on to win 16 conference championships, was the state Class C Coach of the Year three times, and led the Pirates to their first state championship appearance in 1990. Fast forward 57 years from 1965, and you'll find Jack Dillon's protege at the helm of the program, Troy Shelke. That's right. 25 years as a head football coach since 1997. He's won 68% of his games, 176 wins to just 83 losses. He's won 10 conference titles, 7 districts, 5 regionals. He's been in the semifinals 5 times and has one state championship ring. Keep in mind, he's had 8 seasons with 10-plus wins just since 2007. And he was a defensive coordinator under Coach Dillon for four years where he learned all this from and carried it on and evolved into what you see the team is today. One of Jack Dillon's best quarterbacks just so happens to be Troy Shelgi, who went on to play at Alma College just like Shelgi's quarterback last year, Dylan Kehar. In the offseason, the Pirates had to go into the cupboard to find their next play caller, and they merged with a great product. Junior quarterback Tanton Babcock has been giving defenses headaches through the first half of the season. As a result, Babcock is the leading rusher for Harbor Beach, as well as completing 58% of all pass attempts. That's right. He's 33 of 57 for 750 yards passing. He's got eight touchdowns. He's got 35 carries, 275 yards, another four TDs. He averages eight yards a carry last week against Ubley. He was 15 of 72 with three TDs and 361 yards passing. The two interceptions hurt. But he also carried the ball 17 times, 94 yards, and four more TDs. So this guy is the heart and soul of their offense. He goes from being the number one receiver to the primary play caller. It's worked out well for them on the offensive side. That's not Harbor Beach's issue, though. And just to clarify, it's 15 to 27, not 15 to 72. Just, just want to make clarify that uh, that's one. That's what happens when you get a week off. Sounds a little better that way. The Harbor Beach Pirates have been known for their ability to boast multiple fronts and offenses over the last decade or so, switching seamlessly between the wing tee and the spread formation. In order to successfully pull that off, they need a stable of running backs and receivers to strike while the iron is hot. And leading that charge will be number six, Luke Woodkey. No doubt about it. Luke Woodkey, Caden Boynton are the primary running backs for this team. Luke Woodkey, though, is number one on the team. 34 carries, 266 yards, seven TDs. He's also caught 12 balls for 300 yards and five more touchdowns, averaging 26 yards a catch. Caden Boynton, he's the other guy that change of pace back. He averages just over six yards a carry. He's got four TDs on the season as well. But with Tanton Babcock hurting a little bit, don't be surprised if you see Luke Woodkey take some snaps from under center and lead this offense, similar to the way Connor Gettle did last year for USA when their quarterback went down. I think they're going to try to use Babcock in a limited fashion, rotate Woodkey in to give him some breathers, try to keep him as upright as possible, and try to keep the momentum of this offense going. Defenses have been wising up and putting double coverage on Woodkey, such as we saw last week against Dubley. But the senior offensive threat isn't the only firepower the Pirates offer. Matt Farmer and Jace Knoblock are two other targets that Tanton Babcock loves to connect with. And they have to be important. They play an important role. They have to play an even bigger role. Jace Knoblock, he's got 13 catches, averaging 14 yards per catch. Matt Farmer, just seven catches, but also averaging 15 yards a catch, has a couple TDs. Those guys need to play a big role. Not necessarily 10 catches, 100 yards, four TDs, but they need to have four or five catches, move the chains on third and long, keep this offense on the field because they know they are going to have soft coverage 
with opposing defenses, best players, shadowing Luke Woodkey and Tanton Babcock all night long. Defensively last week, Harbor Beach allowed the Ugly Bearcats to rush for 448 yards on 45 carries, including massive scoring plays that took the wind out of the Pirates' sails. Last year, Harbor Beach allowed Sandusky rush over for 400 yards in a 42-30 loss to the Redskins. We are just... 24 minutes away from kickoff. Harbor Beach at Sandusky. Keep it locked on. Your home for high school football. The WLW Sports Network being powered by Anger Valley Services. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network in week number five, the halfway point of the regular season already. Clark Ramsey, Dave Hansen, Doug Cole, and Dan Bank with their call tonight from Sandusky, Michigan. Beautiful environment tonight. The Sandusky marching band on hand already, blasting those horns as they will all evening. The Sandusky Redskins in six of the last seven years, the Sandusky Redskins have finished with a winning record, making the playoffs every year except 2016, and have secured the conference championship three times. Over the course of the last decade, Sandusky has been on a crescendo of strength, trending in the upward direction, all under the direction of head coach Craig Jacobson for the last nine years, who learned from the best of the best. He sure did. He's uh, Since being coach, he's 50-31 and 31 record. That's a 617 batting average. He was an assistant coach under none other than Coach Jack Dillon back in Harbor Beach. He then left for a Yale assistant job and then later joined former high school teammate Bill Sweeney yes. as a assistant coach for the Ugly Bearcats. And then eventually became the varsity head coach, took over this program in 2012. They hadn't won a GTE since 04, and since he's taken it over, he's won it three times. It only took three years to win that first conference championship. Impressive indeed. Last year, Sandusky rolled through the regular season with an undefeated record, securing the Greer Thummies title, won their first playoff game against St. Charles, 54-0. That was all in the first half, mind you, before running into Cass City, losing to the Red Hawks for the third straight postseason. They were able to accomplish this all with a three-headed monster rushing attack that was second to none, led by Zach Franzel and DeLorean Wedge, who ran for a combined 1,700 yards in just eight games, and the piece of the puzzle that returns this year's squad, now as a senior, is number 20, Martin Tovar. He was just as good as all th- all the other two guys. Yes, he he was. just was the younger guy, so he got the third piece of that pie. But don't forget, Franzel and Wedge combined for 25 touchdowns last year. Those 25 touchdowns are gone, unaccounted for. Somebody else has to try and score them. Martin Tovar now goes from the third running back to the guy, the guy that every defense is scheming against. And he's done pretty well. He's already has 73 carries on the season, 440 yards rushing, five of those TDs, averaging six yards a carry. He led the team in rushing against Bad Axe. He had 110 yards. He had 74 yards rushing in this matchup last year as bad running back number three. So we know he can handle the bulk of the work but somebody else is going to have to step up. Who can take the pressure off of him and allow him to get a little better matchup and show that explosive speed and playmaking ability he has? At quarterback, the Redskins saw both Matt Carlson and Lucas Feehan graduate, who threw for combined three of seven passing in all of last season. But don't let those numbers fool you. In the wing tee offense, the quarterback plays a critical role that tends to not show up on a stat sheet. 
holding down the play calling reins this season is junior quarterback Cal Gibord. Yeah, Kyle Gibord, six foot, 175 pound junior, which is nice because they have a building block into next year's team. He's two of five passing this year. He does have an interception, but he does have 58 yards passing. That came in a game against Marlette. But that's not what they're going to ask him to do. His job is to make sure he sells fakes. He's going to be the guy that has to make that decision, make proper handoffs, and watch what the defense is doing. He's going to be asked to keep the ball once or twice a game around the outside, try to expose defenses around the edges. So his role is to just maintain the offense, be the leader in distributing the football to these running backs. Bringing in those two completed passes from Gibord were Martin Tovar, who caught the ball for a 41-yard gain, and Tyler Franzel for 17 yards. That might see, not seem like a lot, but just for the reference, those two receptions are still more than Sandusky threw for in practically the entire year last year attempting just one pass in the six weeks of the regular season. The storyline that seems to be lingering around the Sandusky program is that they're very young with a very few upperclassmen with just two seniors on this 20-person roster. They lost 11 to graduation, which included eight offensive and eight defensive starters from 2020, and a big portion of those losses coming from the trenches. Yeah, to be more specific, they lost everybody on the line other than last year's center, Corey Lampson, who's now switching over to guard. So he also plays middle linebacker, led the team in tackles every week this season, and I don't see that changing for the rest of the season. So outside of Corey Lampson, this team is extremely young. Their numbers are down, which we have saw across the board of all of our local teams. So it's been a struggle, but they have started to play better. They're hanging around with teams. They hung around with the Bearcats. This team is getting better every single week, which we fully expect mm -hmm. with a good coaching staff Precisely. led by Coach Jacobson. All those assistants are former players, guys who have been around the game. So no surprise, this team is getting better every week. They may not be a playoff team this year, but I fully believe that they will be a playoff team next season. Through four weeks of the season, Sandusky is allowing 21 points a game on defense. Tonight's the third straight home game for Sandusky as they host the Harbor Beach Pirates, and it's all right here on the WLW Sports Network being powered by Anger Valley Services. listening to the WLW Sports Network. It is Military Appreciation Night here in Sandusky. As the crow flies, 30 and a half miles separate Harbor Beach and Sandusky High Schools. For those making the trip to tonight's game from Harbor Beach, it's a 37-mile journey taking about 40 minutes, depending on whether a stop at Dairy Queen is required. Head west at M142, south on Ruth Road, all the way to M46, turn right, cruise past the Pete Boss, and left on to Campbell. In regards to school size, tonight features the second small school in the Greater Than Conference, as well as the fourth largest. Harbor Beach has 208 students, according to the MHSA, with Sandusky having 310. And mind you, these are the only two schools in the entire Gertham Conference who have gained students over last year. So if going by enrollment, it's Sandusky by 102 students. Now we listen in to our PA announcer here and the playing of our National Anthem in week number five of the Sandusky Marching Band with our National Anthem, the Star Spangled Banner. And hold it at the left shoulder, the hand being over the heart. Ladies and gentlemen, Please help our young people around you understand the importance of these and all of tonight's actions as we honor and respect the efforts of our military personnel, both active and retired. By removing our caps, 
standing at attention, placing our hands over our hearts, and join in singing our national anthem, Mr. Heisentreich. Beautiful rendition, as expected here from the Sandusky March Band with our national anthem. And tonight's game marks the 39th time that the Pirates and Redskins have played each other in football every year since 1983. This game has taken place with Soccer Beach winning 25 of them, Sandusky with 13, Troy Schelke is 16 and 8 against the Redskins. Craig Jacobson is just 2 and 6. On offense this year, Harbor Beach is averaging 42.5 points per game, the second best in the conference, only behind Ubley. Sandusky is boasting the ninth best offense of the 14 GTC teams, scoring on average 19 points per game. So by going by this year's offensive averages, it's Harbor Beach by 13.5 points. Last week, the Pirates allowed 50 points to be scored on them in Ubley. In their two wins, they are allowing just eight points on defense. In their two losses, an average of 46. On the season, they are allowing 27 points per game, the ninth best defense in the conference. Sandusky has the fifth best defense in the Greer Conference with an average of 21 points through four weeks, including a shutout against KPAC two weeks ago. So on defense, it goes in favor of the home team, Sandusky, by six points. Las Vegas has set their line for the game. They're confident that line unless it's wrong. Our colleagues at the Ohio State University and the Del Rio, Texas Sports Wagering Department that are factoring in all possibilities, stats, injuries, weather, and location. The game spread for tonight sits at Hover Beach, 7.5 points. Tonight is the 267th day of the year, meaning there are just 98 days left until New Year's Eve. Dave, we figured out Ed Clumps joined us for New Year's plans. Perfect. I can't wait. We'd like to say hello and thank you to all of our listeners tuning in tonight, whether you're currently on your way to the game, heading home from work, or perhaps at home trying to dry out from the three-plus days of continuous rain we received. Which, Dave, that leads me to this week's trivia question. And the topic, Michigan climate. Perfect. Let's Seems fitting. Seems fitting. Hawaii receives the most precipitation of any state in the mighty U.S. of A., receiving an average of 64 inches of precipitation. Nevada is the driest state at just nine and a half inches. My question, though, Dave, to you is where does Michigan rank in regards to average annual precipitation? You have a one in 50 shot. <laughs> Actually, one in 47 <laughs> shot. A little better than that, yeah. yes. Um, 
I think they're somewhere in the middle. I'm going to say uh, 20. Number 32, actually, right in the middle. And Michigan receives an average of 32.8 inches of rain a year, a spot behind Iowa and one spot ahead of Wisconsin. The city that receives the most rain in Michigan is actually Grand Rapids with an average of 38 inches. Ironwood, up in the UP, receives the most days of precipitation with 165 wet days in a year. My second question is, what city in Michigan receives the least amount of precipitation on average? The least amount least of precipitation. Amount. This one surprised me. Yeah, no kidding. Let's go with, I don't know, how about uh, uh, Gaylord? Uh, close, a little further east, Alpena. Almost every other city in Michigan receives at least 30 inches of precipitation, but Alpena is at an average of just 28.1 inches. Can't believe you didn't know that. No, I, I do now. Yeah, but... my, mighty Alpena. Yeah. And with so many wind turbines in the region, it's no surprise that the Thumb boasts some of the highest average wind speeds in the state of Michigan. So my final question, Dave, you got one more shot here to be right. Who has a higher average wind speed, Sandusky or Harbor Beach? Ah, oh, boy. Uh, you're trying to trick me here. I'm just going to go with... I'm going to go with Harbor Beach. Ah, correct. Ring the bell. Harbor Beach, actually, the home of the Pirates, has an average wind speed of 20.4 miles per hour. That's the fifth highest in the Thumb region behind Pigeon, Elkton, Owendale, and Gagetown. Sandusky has an average wind speed of 17.5 miles per hour. Speaking of games, plans written in the wind. Dave, are your three keys to tonight's game? Well, let's start with the away team, the Harbor Beach Pirates. They got to win in the trenches. They have been getting pushed around by every single team they've faced, which has forced them to lean on the passing game of this offense and they've had to throw for three four hundred yards a night i think they got if they can win in the trenches the running game will come around the passing game will be much easier single coverage they can do what they want on the offensive side but they have to find a way to win in the trenches on both offense and defensive side for sandusky their defense has actually played pretty well according to the statistics so my theory is this morning this afternoon they need to find out where is their offense coming from that's not Martin Tovar? They need to find a way to move the chains, keep that offense on the field, and find a way to finish some drives and score some points. And the th last thing is back to the away team. Somebody's got to help out Luke Woodkey. Anybody. Somebody with a – tonight would be a black uniform. Somebody's got to help that guy out. Tanton Babcock's beat up. Who else is going to take the pressure off Luke Woodkey? Whether he plays some snaps at quarterback, whether he's playing receiver, running back, if somebody doesn't help him out, Sandusky will win this football game. It's that simple. Current conditions in Sandusky, Michigan are 64 degrees with sunny and clear skies. They're calling for a 2% chance of rain this evening, which is a much better look approach on life. For a second there this week, I thought we were just going to live in a world of rain for the rest of our lives. It's like living in Seattle there. Winds are out of the south at 4 miles per hour and gusting up to 8 miles per hour. The wind died from earlier today when it was straight west. Visibility is at 10 miles. Barometric pressure is dropping at 29.91 inches. The dew point is at 47 degrees. It feels like it's 64 degrees out. The humidity is at 59%. Sunset at 725, just about 28 minutes away. And we're currently in a waning crescent, or excuse me, a waning gibbous moon phase. So I think it's safe to say it's a beautiful night for football. Sunrise today at 722, sunset at 725. And so on September 24th, 2021, we have 12 hours and 3 minutes of daylight. We lost 21 minutes of daylight since our last broadcast, and next broadcast will have more darkness than daylight. Hate to be the bearer of bad news there. Coin toss, one in favor of Sandusky. Sandusky won the toss, elected to defer to the second half, so Harbor Beach will be receiving the opening kickoff from Sandusky. Your officials tonight from St. Clair County, your referee, Joel Vigna, umpire, John Schweighoffer, 
Headlinesman, Mike Rusin. Line judge, Tom Mayhew. And your back judge is Scott Talmadge. Clark Ramsey, Dave Hansen, Doug Cole, and Dan Bank with their call tonight from Sandusky, Michigan. Week number five of high school football is in front of us. We'll return in two minutes right here on the WLW Sports Network, your home for high school football. Listening to the WLW Sports Network, Clark Ramsey, Dave Hansen, Doug Cole, Dan Banky, your four man team here from Sandusky, Michigan, in the heart of Sandalac County for week number five of high school football between the Sandusky Redskins and the Harbor Beach Pirates. Harbor Beach will start out on offense, and up through four weeks, your starting quarterback for the Pirates was Ten Babcock, number 14. Dealing with a little bit of injuries, word is that he will be playing tonight. In your backfield, you have Caden Boynton and Luke Woodkey. And your third back would be also Jacob Booms in the wing team, but mostly spread formation. On your front line would be Nathan Kane at center. He's a six foot two, two hundred and sixty-five pound senior. At left guard, Grant Smiglincy, six foot four, two hundred and thirty-five pound senior. Your right guard, Shea Woodkey, a sophomore, 5'10", 180 pound, undersized, but hard hitting lineman for the Pirates. Your left tackle, Levi Klasky, historically he is out with injury, so Caden Lawhorn, a six foot one, two hundred and forty pound sophomore filling in. And your right tackle will be Colin Rogemuck, a six foot one, two hundred and twenty-five pound junior. Your tight ends, Jace Knoblock, a six foot three, hundred and ninety-pound junior. And wide receivers, Jacob Booms out, five ten, hundred and fifty-five pound junior, as well as Matt Farmer, a six foot hundred and sixty-five pound senior for the Pirates. I reach coached by Troy Shelke, defensive coordinator Ron Rubel, your assistants Keith Messing, Jay O'Neill, Kevin Ramsey, and Mike Meisner. Troy Shelke, 25 years at the helm, going 176 and 83, sixth winning 68% of all games coached. Against Sandusky, he's 16 and 8. Craig Jacobson, nine years at the helm, going 50 and 31. Last game, of course, his 50th victory for the Sandusky Redskins with him at the helm. Against Harbor Beach, though, he's just 2 and 6, winning just 25% of games. Before that, Brad Bays was nine years at the helm for 48 38. Was his record there? Jack Dillon before Troy Shelke going 181 and 105 over the course of 32 years, a Hall of Fame inductee in 1987, 10 years before he retired. Kicking things off for the Sandusky Redskins would be number 24, Tyler Franzel, a running back outside linebacker and just a sophomore on this Redskins squad. Deep back for the Pirates, number six, Luke Woodkey, lone man back at his own 13-yard line, everyone else at the 30-yard line and above. Sandusky in their all-black uniforms, gray numbers, red outline, blast names on their back. Sandusky across their chest in white with red outline, black helmets with a black face mask. Cover reaching their road, white uniforms, black pants, and a black face mask, white traditional helmet. Comes into Luke Woodkey at the 17-yard line, going to that far sideline. Not much going there, and he pushes his way out all the way out to the 29-yard line. A 12-yard return for Luke Woodkey on special teams. Sets up a first and 10 for the Pirates with 11.47 left in the first quarter. So keep in mind, it obviously rained a ton the last three to four days. So the field looks like it's in great shape. It looks a little long. A little uh, long. You cut it too short in this scenario, you're going to be leaving tracks. So they didn't want to do that. So you can see it's a little shaggy. It'll be interesting to see um, how the traction is for these guys. It's interesting to see if the big plays are slowed down a little bit because that's going to affect Harbor Beach more than it will Sandusky with the passing and the, the route running. 
So very curious to see how our field conditions hold up for the game tonight. The Pirates coming out immediately in the spread formation, sending two wide each way, working off the right hash, and it's a direct snap to Luke Woodkey coming around the right side. He's still in the backfield and lowers the shoulder back to the original line of scrimmage before Sandusky swarms to the ball at that 29-and-a-half-yard line. Maybe a gain of a yard when all of a sudden it will depend on the spot. Brendan Long, defensive end, leading the tackling for, for the Sandusky Redskins. No gain in the play, second down and 10. Yeah, so far, great start for the Sandusky defense. They had guys in the backfield all over the place. Luke Woodkey doing a heck of a job. He makes two guys miss in the backfield and has to fight just to get back to the line of scrimmage. He takes the direct snap, kicks it outside to the right, and nothing but Sandusky uniforms everywhere. 10.35 left here in the first quarter. 0-0, Harbor Beach on offense first to start this game. Nathan Kane, center for Harbor Beach, leads the team up to the line. Two wide to the left, two wide to the right. In the backfield, 10, Babcock and Luke Woodkey in the shotgun. Way in the snap, there it is. Direct snap to Luke Woodkey and a quarterback keep for Luke Woodkey. He has positive yards across the 35, cuts to the near sideline, cuts back up, jukes across the 40, and is finally ripped down at the 45-yard line, maybe marked down to the 46. Tackle made by Martin Tovar out of the secondary for the Sandusky Redskins. From the 29 out to the 46, a 17-yard pickup for Luke Woodkey. It's amazing how well the read option works. It's the same formation. It's Boynton and, and Woodkey in the backfield. And the last play was a direct snap to Woodkey and a design run. This time, it's the true read option. He puts the ball in Boynton's arms and then scans the field, and then whoever sees the opening is the guy who rips the football and takes it. And if you're the Sandusky defensive coordinator and defensive line, it doesn't matter where the fake is. You need to know the hole that Luke Woodkey's going to hit and fill that one first. They do not. Luke Woodkey doesn't miss it and turns it into a big play and a first down for the Pirates. Working out of the 46 in their own territory, right to left crosser radio. Luke Woodkey with another direct snap, and Carey calls his own number out to the 48-yard line for two yards on the play. And it is tackled by number 24, Tyler Franzel, outside linebacker, sophomore for Sandusky, second down and eight. Back to a direct snap, and they just once the ball snapped to Woodkey, it's his decision which side of the of the defense he tries to attack. This time he goes around the left edge, and he's able to get three, but that Sandusky defense not allowing anything more on that play. 9-18 remains in the first quarter, second and eight. Call comes in from Tyler, from 10, Babcock, from Troy Schelke into the huddle. Our reach black pants, white uniforms, black numbers, orange outline, white helmets with a black face mask. Coming up to the line, working off the 48-yard line, left to right, right to left cross your radio. And Woodkey goes out wide. No, he, he's, he's actually, actually on the sideline. Yes, he is. He's getting a breather. So, Dan Babcock at quarterback now in the shotgun. Two receivers each wide. Stays in the pocket. He's got to get rid of this goal quickly. And it's nearly intercepted. It hits the turf, though, at the 47 of Sandusky. Ten Babcock was hurried on that as they come on his blind side and hit him, but he released the ball just before, went into the hands of a Sandusky defender, hits the turf, incomplete third and eight. Yeah, 25, Mitchell Davis comes around the blind side and has a free shot at an already banged up Ten Babcock and absolutely spears him right in the back as he lets go of that football. I think it sailed a little bit on him, but he was definitely off target, and you can can expect a little bit of that. He didn't take any reps in practice this week. The delivery looked good, but the direction the ball went was very much off target, and Harbor Beach is very fortunate that the Sandusky football team, is it too early to call them that? The Sandusky <laughs> football team doesn't take it the other way. From the 48-yard line in their own territory, two wide each way, Luke Woodkey and quarterback in the shotgun. 8.46 left in the first quarter, 0-0, Harbor Beach on their first drive, and we have a whistle, and looks like Harbor Beach went for the hard count, and Sandusky being called for encroachment, a five-yard penalty. Against the Redskins, mark off five yards instead of a third and eight. It's a third and manageable, a third and three from Sandusky territory. Wow, that's just uh, the the oldest trick in the playbook there by one of the most veteran coaches you'll find around. And 
On third and eight, they turn to third and three, and this is exactly what you want because now that puts you in Sandusky territory and probably four-down territory for Coach Schelke and company. Third and three from the Sandusky 47-yard line, still working off that left hash. Two wide to the right. That would be Jace Knoblock and Matt Farmer. Two wide to the left. Jacob Booms and Josh Hesley. Woodkey gets the snap. Quarterback keeper has the first down. Room to run across the 40 to the 35 to the 30 to the 20 to the 25. Reverse that down to the 5, and he's ripped down inside the 5-yard line of the far sideline. Brought down by Martin Tovar. Saves the touchdown, but Luke Woodkey breaks out from the 48-yard line all the way down to the 2. First and goal to go. It's again, and you can tell it's a young defense. They've looked good at times, but as soon as, as quarterback Luke Woodkey in this case fakes the handoff, puts it in Boynton's arms. The whole defense collapses where the running back would go, and that when that opens up the right side, Luke Woodkey takes it back and goes right through that opening, and then it's a foot race, which he loses to Martin Tovaro, chases him down from behind, but with the ball inside the two-yard line, Luke Woodkey hits big on this defense, first and goal from the two for the road team. Howard Reese sends the same formation. Luke Woodkey in the shotgun has... Caden Boynton to his right. Two receivers wide to the right, two to the left, working on the right hash of the two-yard, three-yard line of Sandusky. Quarterback keeper, Luke Woodkey dives to the goal line. He's in. Touchdown, Harbor Beach. With 8.32 left in the first quarter, the Pirates strike first blood, and it's now 6-0, Harbor Beach over Sandusky. Just power football there. Luke Woodkey gets the ball in space, taking that snap out of the shotgun. He gets to visually see the defense, take a couple steps, and decide which gap he wants to hit or kick it outside. And he just blasts right ahead, fights and extends that football in. Great job by Sandusky. They almost stop him, but the extension of the arms by Luke Woodkey going down is enough to land that football right on the goal line for the first score of the game as Harbor Beach goes up 6-0 with what looks like the extra point attempt on the way. So Luke Woodkey, quarterback, running back, receiver, Scores the touchdowns, is now also the kicker, and he also drives the bus home if needed. Away in the snap would be number 17, Matt Farmer. The kick is up from Luke Woodkey. It is through the uprights. It's 7 0. Harbor Beach, 832 left in the first quarter on the WLW Sports Network. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network. Harbor Beach strikes first on their first drive. Results in a touchdown from Luke Woodkey from three yards out. PAT from Luke Woodkey is good as well. 7-0. Harbor Beach leads. Just three minutes and 28 seconds into the ballgame. Luke Woodkey with five carries for 66 yards and a score now tonight. Including a 45-yard run, which set up that first and goal. Six plays, 61 yards, three minutes and 28 seconds off the clock. Dave Hansen. Uh, just, just a nice drive there, Harbor Beach. Obviously, we knew Luke Woodkey would be the focal point, but at some point they're going to work in some other guys. But he attempts all five carries and, and finishes off that drive with not only a touchdown, but an extra point. Kick comes into the hands of Wyatt Eberling. Gets out to the 25-yard line before Harbor Beach's special team stops him, marking him down to the 26-yard line. Grants McGlinsky on the stop. First and 10 for Sandusky, trailing 7-0 with 8-18 remaining in the first quarter. We only saw one pass attempt on the only play that Tan Babcock came into the game. So the two storylines for me is how, how often are we going to see Babcock come into the game? Is it just going to be occasionally to, to mix it up? And then the other story is what defense 
is Harbor Beach going to run, and are they going to be able to stop this run-heavy offense put out there by Sandusky? First and 10 from the 26-yard line, left right across the radio, coming out in the traditional T formation. Harbor Beach coming out in a 4-4 defense. 8-16 remains. Under center, number five, Kyle Giebord, your quarterback for the St. Esky Redskins in 2021. And off to number 25, Mitchell Davis comes around the right end, cuts out to the 30-yard line for a four-yard gain. Jacob Booms out of the secondary makes the stop for the Pirates. Second down and six. Harbor Beach uh, has been leading off with this 4-4 defense, and mathematically it doesn't totally make sense when Sandusky's got six guys on the line, but with multiple linebackers essentially trying to blitz the gaps, that's what they're trying to do. But in this case, by the time the linebackers get there, Mitchell Davis has got two yards, and then he fights for the other two and gets a, exactly what you want as a wing T offense, four yards on first down. Second down, six from their own 30-yard line, working two yards inside the right hash. Harbor Beach now showing a 6-3 defense. T-formation, three-man backfield, keyboard under center. Turns to his back, hands it off to Mitchell Davis, lowers the shoulder, gets out to the 33-yard line for a three-yard gain. Short to the first down marker, but sets up a third and manageable for the San Esky Redskins tackle made by Matt Hasley. Now the secondary for the Pirates, third and three. So it appears that we're going to see them completely mix it up just to try to throw off the offense, try to change where the gaps are. Those running backs normally are comfortable running through. And this one does a little better job. They only allow two and a half, maybe three yards. But uh, nonetheless, third down and three is a very comfortable position for a wing T offense. A reach showing same defensive front here on a third and three from the 28-yard line of Sandusky. Sandusky a third and three here. Wing T to the right from the right hash. And a handoff, and Harbor Beach gets to the backfield. They're going to stop him right at the original line of scrimmage. Looks like his handoff to Mitchell Davis once again. And he gets absolutely maybe a half a yard out there. Fourth in two, a long two, a short three. Tackle made by Luke Woodkey, outside linebacker. Yeah, it looks like Tovar got his first carry there, guys. Yeah, but as soon as he gets the football, you can tell that that's Luke Woodkey's job. Because as soon as Tovar touched the football, you can see Luke Woodkey dive through the line and, and tackle him before he got any momentum. And now fourth down and very short, maybe two yards in their own territory. We'll see what Coach Jacobson calls here against uh, one of his former coaching uh, associates in, in Coach Schelke. Showing a punt formation, indeed they are. And Sandusky now to the line. Daniel Tovar, your center. And we have a whistles, and this will be a delay of game. Delay of game against the Sandusky Redskins. So instead of fourth and one, fourth and two, it's a fourth and seven. Push them back five yards. Gosh, that's tough. Coach Jacobson saying, hey, I called timeout. I wanted that timeout. That that delay of game hurts because when you're already down 7 nothing and you're trying to punt the football from your own end, this is simply just giving the opposing team five more yards of benefit when they start their drive. So this really puts a lot of added pressure on the punter here. Deep back. Way back at the 28-yard line, that's number 20. Martin Tovar goes over the heads of the Harbor Beach Pirates and rolls to rest at the 22-yard line. Down by number 24, Tyler Franzel. And so flips the fields. And Harbor Beach back in offense with a 7-0 lead with 5.43 left in the first quarter. Oh, that was a fantastic punt, guys. I know you don't like talking about punting, but they booted it over both backs' heads there, the return specialists. They just let it go, and that ball rolls out way back into Harbor Beach's territory. Great punt there to flip the fields by Sandusky. 48-yard punt from Martin Tovar. And the key there, no return. 
Absolutely. Inside the 25-yard line from the 23. They mark him down. First and 10, right to left across the radio. The 7-0 lead for the Harbor Beach Pirates starting out on their second drive tonight. Two wide to the right, just one to the left. Two men, on, one on either side of Luke Woodkey in the shotgun. That'd be Jacob Booms and Caden Boyton. Wide left, Matt Farmer. Jace Knoblock and Josh Hessling wide right. Luke Woodkey surveying the defense. Gets the snap, hands it off to number four. Caden Boynton pushes forward out to about the 24-yard line. It's a gain of a yard on the play. Second down and nine. A whole slew of black jerseys on that. Bound of the pile will be number 11. Brendan Long, the defensive end for Sandusky. Nice job by Sandusky. Not being fooled. Harbor Beach shifts it up a little bit. Instead of four receivers, they only have three. Keep two backs in the backfield. But even with a, an extra back in their blocking, it doesn't matter. Sandusky's front four wins that battle and only allows a gain of one, if any, for Caden Boynton on that carry. Second down, nine to go. Same formation, one left, two right. Two men in the backfield, Woodkey in the shotgun. Bring back on either side of them as they stand right on the 20-yard line. Sandusky trying to bring Harbor Beach off sides. Nothing there. Hands it off to Jacob Booms. Lowers the shoulder, and he's tackled forward out to the 28-yard line for a three-yard gain. Tackle made by Sandusky's Corey Lampson, middle linebacker, 5'11", 210-pound junior for the Sandusky Redskins. Third down and five. That's nice. Just a three-yard carry, not to get too excited, but Jacob Booms with a nice carry. He, he sees the hole, he hits the hole, and he's tackled forward, which is something different than what we've seen from Caden Boynton, who seems to not have that ability to drag defenders and fight for extra yardage. You see him flipped over backward. That's what this coaching staff is looking for, these running backs. They don't need the 20, 30-yard bursts. They need the three and four-yard, the power carries to extend drives. So now on third down and five for Hard Beach, well in their own territory. We'll see what they dial up here, but got to imagine Luke Woodkey carries the football. Quarterback keeper Luke Woodkey has the first down across the 35 and lowers the shoulder out to the 44-yard line. Tackle made by Martin Tovar. Rips him down, but not until after a first down and then yards beyond that. First and 10, another third down conversion. And that's set up by allowing the other two backs to get involved. You at least have to think about him now. Even though Boynton's carry went for one and Booms only went for three, and probably 99% of the people here in this crowd knew Six was going to get the football, the defense still has to think about it, and Luke Woodkey is great in space, and that's what he does, and it took a, a very speedy defender in Martin Tovar to make that tackle. First down, Harbor Beach. Two wide each way. For the Harbor Beach Pirates, Luke Woodkey at quarterback working off the left hash, and we have whistles on the snap, and this is going to be a false start, so it's disco night early from Sandusky as it's a five-yard penalty. Pushes back Harbor Beach instead of a first and 10, a first and 15. 337 left in the first quarter as Harbor Beach 7-0 on their second offensive drive. And that hurts because a lot of pr added pressure on Luke Woodkey tonight with Tanton Babcock. He may not play at all. He may just get five or six more snaps. We're not really sure, but this is a tall order for a team that probably won't throw the football, which has kind of been their M.O. the last couple of years. So to now try to find 15 yards in three plays, that's tough to ask here. They're going to need a big run or some creative play here to get a big of that big chunk of that back. They're up to your own 39-yard line, and they need to get to the Sandusky 46. Two wide each way. Woodkey in shotgun. Caden Boynton to his right. Quarterback keeper breaks out of one tackle. He's crossed the Durali line of scrimmage and tackled forward out to the 47-yard line. Stop made by Barry Lester, outside Woodkey linebacker for Sandusky. After an eight-yard pickup for Luke Woodkey on first and 15, second down and seven. Oh, they had him, they had him in the backfield, but it shows that ability to make people miss. And really, Luke Woodkey is the guy on Harbor Beach to do that. 
where you don't see that from Boynton. Maybe booms, they tend to run into guys, try to run over them. Luke Woodkey prefers to simply make them look foolish in space. That's what he does. So he's dead to rights. As soon as he keeps the football, he's able to juke a guy, go plant his left foot and turn it to the right up the right sideline and he finds a big gain and gets all that penalty yardage back plus a few more second down and seven two wide each way woodkey working three yards inside the right hash right to left cross your radio the quarterback keeper once again luke woodkey lowers the shoulder and sandowski stops him in his tracks for a loss of a yard on that leading the way was tyler franzel outside linebacker just a sophomore on this team a yard loss for harbor beach third down and eight it's back-to-back -back plays 26 for sandusky he's not on my roster but 26 back-to-back -back plays has been in the backfield with a chance to stop woodkey for a loss and both times woodkey's able to make him miss but nonetheless, this time, though, Woodkey does not be able to break free and get a whole bunch of yards. He gets one, if any, and now third down and long coming up. And if I saw that correctly, it looked like Woodkey's going to go to the sideline. Tanton Babcock checks in. So now the passing game. Look for the big pass play here from Babcock. Third and seven, Tanton Babcock in. For just his second play at quarterback position, and we have a timeout called by Troy Schelke and the Pirates with a minute 25 left here in the first quarter on the WLW Sports Network. It's Harbor Beach 7 0. Third and seven upcoming for the Harbor Beach Pirates at their own 47-yard line. Right to left across your radio. Harbor Beach called their first timeout of this first half. They have two remaining. They lead 7-0 over the Sandusky Redskins in Sandusky. Luke Woodkey was on the sideline initially after, before the timeout. He is on the field again. Tanton Babcock at quarterback has a, re a running back on either side of him. Two wide to the left, one to the right. For the Pirates facing a third and seven. They're two for two from third down so far. Throws downfield wide open to Luke Wickey. It's caught at the 25. Down to the 10 to 5. Touchdown, Harbor Beach. Tan Babcock connects with Luke Wickey from 53 yards out. In for the score, it's 13-0. Harbor Beach leads with a minute 15 left of the first quarter. We know exactly what that timeout was for. Luke Wickey carrying every play, playing linebacker on defense. They check him out of the game. They call timeout at the very last second, allow him to catch his breath, go back out there, put Woodkey in the backfield. They run read option to him, so the defenses believe that he's going to run the ball. When Babcock pulls it back, I give him credit because he's banged up. He took another shot. Sandusky got in the backfield again, completely laid him on his side, but he stands in there, tough steps into the throw, and who leaks out of the backfield and runs right down the right hash? Luke Woodkey with nobody in sight, nobody near him. I think, Clark, you were the closest defender to Just him. Just about, yeah. And the throw is perfect. Catches him right on the run, and Luke Woodkey does the rest as he finds his way into the end zone for his second score of the night, and the extra point attempt is on the way. So it's 13-0 as it stands right now. 75 seconds left here, still in the first quarter. Come on, Reach leading. A little bit of a high snap. Woodkey gets it off, though. High kick, and it's through the uprights. It's 14-0. Reach leading the St. Esky Redskins with a minute 15 left in the first quarter. Right here on your home for high school football, the WLW Sports Network.
Minute 15 left in the first quarter. It's Hover Beach out by two touchdowns, 14-0. Over the Sandusky Redskins in Sandusky, week number five of the regular season. Hover Beach entered tonight with a 2-2 two two record. Sandusky at 1-3. Luke Woodkey ran the first touchdown in, caught the second one, made both PATs, and now he kicks the kickoff inside the 10 down to the 5, and it goes out of bounds of the three-yard line. So this will be a... A penalty against the Hover Beach Pirates, and Sandusky most likely will take this one at their own 35-yard line. That's right, Clark. It's still a great kick. I mean, that ball got all the way inside the 10 with no chance of a return. A low-line drive angled to the pylon. It just barely trickles out of bounds. So worst-case scenario, Sandusky will start at their own 35-yard line. line. And worst-case scenario with no chance of a return. So not that big a deal. That's a great kick by Luke Woodkey. And now Sandusky comes on the board, or comes out here to take over on offense. You look at the scoreboard, they're down 14-0 already. It's still the first quarter, but not out of this game yet. Let's see if their offense can put together a drive, get a couple first downs, and gain a little confidence to get back in this game. Harvard Beach's last scoring drive, six plays, just like the first one, covered four minutes and 45 seconds off the clock and 77 yards. Resulted in a 54-yard catch from Luke Woodkey into Luke Woodkey's hands from 10 Babcock. 6-3 defense once again for the Pirates. T formation for the San Esky Redskins. And off to number 42. That's why Eberling gets out to the 40-yard line. A gain of five on the play. Tackle made by Caden Boynton outside linebacker for the Harbor Beach Pirates. Eberling Second down and five. That's it. We talked about it in the pregame. Sustaining drives. They got that play on first down. Now keep it going. Two, three extra yards. Keep that drive going. Get first downs and keep that offense on the field. But a five-yard gain on first down is just what the doctor ordered. Less than a minute to play here in the first quarter. 14-0, Harbor Beach leading Sandusky. Sandusky on offense for the second time this evening. From their own 40-yard line, two yards inside the right hash, left to right across your radio. Kyle Geeborg, quarterback under center, hands off. Quarterback keeper actually around the right end, had me fooled even, has the first down and ripped, runs out of bounds at midfield. And actually at the Harbor Beach 49-yard line, forced out of bounds by Caden Boynton. From the 46, out for a 10-yard gain for Kyle Geeborg, moves the chains for the first time for Sandusky. A great run there by Geeborg, but a great play call by Coach Jacobson and company. They, Harbor Beach was blitzing, selling the run, of course. Martin Tovar is the guy they're trying to stop. They rush up the middle, and all those fakes, all the linebackers slide into the middle. And Kyle Geeboard sells his fakes, rolls around the outside, and gets a nice gain. And their first play now from Harbor Beach territory with a first down and 10 to go. From the 49-yard line, 30 seconds left here in the first quarter. And off to number 20, Martin Tovar. He gets out for a hard-fought yard out to the 48-yard line. Luke Woodkey, outside linebacker, stops him in his tracks for just a gain of a yard, second down and nine from the 48 of Harbor Beach. As you can see, that's kind of Luke Woodkey's responsibility. 20 gets the football. Luke Woodkey's got to be there. This time, Woodkey wins the battle. Very short game for Tovar. We've reached the end of the first 12 minutes of play, and it's 14-0. However, we leading the San Esky Redskins in the WLW Sports Network. Nothing. Harbor Beach leads Sandusky. Other, couple other scores to report here. Lakers leads Vassar 7-0. Bad Axe leads Caro 13-0. Both in the Greater Thumb West. 12 minutes are on the board in the second quarter. Sandusky on their second offensive series this evening. They trail Harbor Beach 14-0. Harbor Beach 2-2 two two on their offensive drives tonight. Luke Woodkey had his hands in both of them, as well as both PATs. 
Second down and nine for Sandusky from the Harbor Beach 48-yard line. T formation, handoff to number 42, Wyatt Eberling. Gets across the trenches and out to the 45-yard line for a three-yard gain before Caden Boynton wraps him up after that three-yard gain. Essentially third down in mid-range, third and seven. Yep, great job by both teams. You see Eberling hit the gap, find a little running room, but Caden Boynton's able to stop it. He's on an island. He's the only guy there to stop him. Makes that stop, doesn't allow any yards after contact. Eberling gets a couple, maybe three yards, but Caden Boynton makes a big stop, forcing third down and six. Third and six from the spot from the 45-yard line. Right to left across your radio are the Sandusky Redskins on their home turf. This is their third straight home game. I do believe for Sandusky. Yes, in week number five, they start on the road at Novell, at Marlette, then home against K-Pack and Bad X, and now hosting the Harbor Beach Pirates. They just have one more home game after this. Now will be in two weeks, or three weeks, when they host Memphis on October 15th. Third down and six, right to left, cross your radio, the black-clad jersey Sandusky Redskins. Cal Giborg surveying the defense, and now we have a whistle. Timeout called by Craig Jacobson and the Redskins with 10.59 left in the first half. Want to talk things over on a critical third and six for Sandusky right here on the WLW Sports Network. The sights and sounds of Friday Night Lights here in Sandusky, Michigan, as the Sandusky Marching Band hands down the best marching band in the entire conference and entire Tri-County area on hand tonight. Sublime the soundtrack for the Sandusky Redskins all season long in the Harbor Beach Pirates tonight on the road as they lead the home team 14-0 with 10.59 left in the second quarter. Sandusky calls their first time out of this first half, facing a third down and six from the Harbor Beach 45-yard line. They need to get to just the other side of the 40. Working off the right hash, T formation. Double tight end set with this T formation. Kyle Giboard under center. Hands off to his second option. That would be number 20, Martin Tovar. And actually number tackle made by Josh Hessling out of the secondary coming up and stopping Tovar after just a gain of a yard out to the 45-yard line. And that is short of the first down marker by about four yards. But it looks like there may have been a fumble on the play even. So a fumble on the end of that play gives the ball back to Harbor Beach as Harbor Beach recovers the fumble. Somewhere in the trenches, Coop, that one up first and ten. Wow, I, I would have thought he was down on that play. That was a, a very late fumble with his back to us. We did not see it, but uh, that's a tough break for Sandusky. It probably was a punting situation, but at least you could have attempted to pin Harbor Beach way back in their own territory. Instead, Harbor Beach gets its best field position of the night, starting, like I said, just outside the 45-yard line of their own of Harbor Beach's side. From their own 44, left to right across your radio, 10.51 left in the first half. Two wide each way. Luke Woodkey on the quarterback keep gets out to the, to the original line of, line of scrimmage from Tyler Franzel, as well as Barry Lester on the stop, kind of the linebacking core for Sandusky. No gain in the play, second down and 10 still from the 44. Yeah, three Sandusky jerseys in the backfield. They blew up their option of Caden Boynton. Woodkey keeps it and decides he's going to get hit hard instead. Lester and company there to hit him in the backfield. Very little gain, if any, and that time Sandusky's defense standing tall, forcing second down and long. Sandusky's second drive consisted of just five plays, 20 yards, and two minutes and 24 seconds off the clock. We ended in a fumble and turnover into the hands of the Harbor Beach Pirates. 
I reached now, second down and 10. 10 minutes and left in this first half. They lead 14-0, two wide each way, working off the left hash. Luke Woodkey at quarterback, running back to his right. That'd be Caden Boyton. Quarterback keep, finds the gap, and jumping out of his tackle at the 46-yard line would be big man number 63, Corey Lamson. Stops him. He had one man in front of him. Jumped out of that one, brought Luke Woodkey down after just a two-yard game, third down and eight. That's a heck of a play by Corey Lamson. No kidding. He's getting blocked out of the play. Luke Woodkey thinks he jukes around him, but Lamson's able to go down to the ground and get that strong left arm wrapped around both legs and is able to bring down Woodkey for a very short game. And now third down and eight for Harbor Beach coming up. I didn't see Babcock checking the game. Did anybody see that? So probably no passing play here. Let's see what they dial up for running play for Woodkey and company. You can only call Luke, Luke Woodkey's own number from the quarterback keep so many times this game, you'd like to think. Well, you got to think the defense is going to continue to try and take it away, that's for sure. Luke Woodkey in the shotgun. Rolls to his right, keeps it for himself, has room. He's across midfield, gets close to that first down marker, tackled forward across the line. His first down marker due right to the 45-yard line, a nine-yard gain. Tackle made by Tyler Lamb out of the secondary for Sandusky. And move the chains by half a yard, first and ten. And they call the, when they took away the read option by blitzing all the gaps, on second down they counter that by the direct snap. And that allows Woodkey to recognize the blitz a little bit quicker and make a decision. A great play by Lampson slowed that play down, but Coach Schelke didn't believe that that would happen again. He goes right back to the same play. Direct snap right to Woodkey. No read option. He keeps it himself, bounces it outside, this time around Lampson, and is able to run over a defender and get just enough for a reset of downs. Into the T formation for Harbor Beach. First and 10 from the Sandusky 45-yard line. Harbor Beach now 3-for-3 three three on third downs this evening. Tan Babcock at quarterback hands it off, and this one goes absolutely nowhere. Looks like on the bottom of the pile is Jacob Boom somewhere for the Pirates after a two-yard loss. Sandusky's front line getting credit for that one. Leading the way, Barry Lester, Barry Lester for Sandusky on the tackle for a loss, second down and 12. And the impossible to recognize, number 26. We'll figure that number out eventually. Eventually. Maybe at halftime, a better chance. But so, they, they go to the wing team. You don't see them under center very often anymore, but Tan Babcock under center. But as you can see, they've just struggled to maintain blocks. They sell, they do two fakes, and the third one is Jacob Booms. And by the time he gets the ball and turns it upfield, he goes absolutely nowhere, maybe loses a yard on the play, and just like that, they're going to go to the shotgun formation. Second down and 12. Quarterback keep for Luke Woodkey. Gets to the original line of scrimmage, and then two yards beyond that for a four-yard gain. Out to the 43-yard line. Tackle made by Corey Lamson for Sandusky. Third down and eight to go for the Harbor Beach Pirates. Yeah, just nowhere to go there as uh, Babcock, excuse me, as Woodkey follows Boynton through the gap. Boynton makes a nice block. Woodkey counters off of that and slides up the field and gets in positive territory. But with third down and eight, you can see getting the play call. 14, Tan Babcock checks into the game. So if you're Sandusky, no doubt about it, he's not running the football. He's coming in this game to either hand it off or make that throw. He's been in twice. He's thrown it both times. Keep in mind, you got to know where number six is. That's his favorite receiver. And we have a timeout called by Harbor Beach. This is their second of this first half with seven minutes left here in the first half. It's 14-0. Harbor Beach leading Sandusky in the W. LW Sports Network. Third and eight upcoming for Harbor Beach from the Sandusky 43-yard line. Seven minutes left here in the first second, or in the first half, second quarter. 
14-0. High Reach leads. They're on their third drive this evening. The first two have resulted in touchdowns. Tan Babcock played seldomly here tonight so far. He's in at quarterback in the shotgun. Bringing back on either side of him. One receiver wide to the left, two to the right, working off that right hash. And it's going to be staying in the pocket, back to pass. Tan Babcock down. It's brought in by Caden Boyd at the 30. He's down to the 10, to the 5. Touchdown, Harbor Beach. Converts on yet another third down. This time from 48 yards out. 43 yards out. In for the score. It's 20-0. I got to give Tanton Babcock a ton of credit because he sells the read option. Nobody falls for it, but instead they make sure that leaking out of the backfield, they cover Luke Woodkey. But there's two running backs in the backfield. The other one's Caden Boynton, and he goes up the left hash, and there's nobody near him. And again, this time 25, Mitchell Davis absolutely puts Tanton Babcock on his backside, a clean, legal, but very hard hit. Lays him down, but the perfect throw as Babcock waits till the last second and delivers a perfect strike on the run to Caden Boynton, and he does the rest as he strolls into the end zone untouched, and Harbor Beach scores for the third time, and Woodkey will attempt his third extra point. It's currently 20-0, trying to make this 21-0. The left-footed kicker puts it through the uprights. Yes, he does. Hangs to the left, but it's in. It's 21-0. Harbor Beach leading Sandusky with 6.51 left in the second quarter on the WLW Sports Network. Harbor strikes for the third time this evening and three attempts as well. Each play, each scoring drive has been six plays. This time 44 yards in total. Or 56 yards in total, excuse me. Four minutes off the clock. Caden Boynton brings in the 43-yard pass from 10. Babcock in for the score. Luke Woodkey with the PAT makes it 21-0. Harbor Reach leading Sandusky with 6.51 left in the second quarter. Luke Wickey, your kicker also for the Pirates. Ready to kick things off from their own 40-yard line, left side of radio. It's really impressive how Coach Shelk has evolved over the years, going from a straight-wing tee coach to bringing the spread and now the passing game. And I love how they utilize the running backs. Normally for a quarterback, that's your check-down option. In this offense right now, that's the deep threat. That's the go-to route, and it's worked every week we've seen them so far. And Luke Woodkey's kick goes out of bounds at the 22-yard line. So Sandusky will start this drive at the 35-yard line. First and 10, right to left, cross your radio. Trailing the Harbor Reach, 21-0 with 6.51 left in the second quarter. That kick goes out of bounds, so Sandusky will start at their own 35-yard line again. Again, allowing no return. It's not that big of a deal if you're, uh, if you're Woodkey and, and, that, and that special teams. Now the defense comes on the field pitching a shutout, but... That Sandusky offense has had some success on first down. They have to be able to counter off that. But I will give Harbor Beach this much. They have they have held Tovar down, one of their few seniors on this team. They've held him down. See if that continues or if they find a way to get Tovar involved a little more. First and 10 from the 35 is a handoff to number 24. Tyler Franzel, he gets out for hard fought three, maybe four yards. Tackle made by Grant McGlincy, defensive end, 6'4", 235-pound senior for Harbor Beach. 6.35 and counting here in the second quarter. 21-0 Sandusky trails Harbor Reach and facing his second and six. Tyler Franzel, obviously a household name, but a young kid that they obviously like a lot. Uh, getting a nice carry there. You're going to see him get more and more of those carries as the season goes on. He's kind of starting to separate himself as that second best back in this offense. 
Nice run on first down, gain of four. Two formations splitting the hash marks from their own 39-yard line. Quarterback keeper for Giborg across the 40 to the 45. Cuts back in at midfield. He's in high reach territory and forced out of bounds at the 44-yard line. A nice quarterback keep for Cal Giborg. Forced out of bounds by the secondary. Number two, Jacob Booms for high reach. First and ten, move the chains and, and into high reach territory. And that first run on first down sets up the keyboard keep around the outside. He's not the fastest guy, he's not the biggest guy, but he's effective. He sells his fakes, and when he gets to the sideline, nothing like having Corey Lampson, in my opinion, a, a, a first-team all-conference lineman pulling from the right guard. He was 15 yards down the field, throwing blocks on defensive backs, really setting the edge for Giborg for a big run. Working off the left hash, it's a handoff to number 42. Wyatt Eberling gets out to the 42-yard line for a three-yard gain. Tackle made by Shea Woodkey, middle linebacker for Harbor Reach. Second down and seven upcoming. Clock still rolling down. 5.45 left in the second quarter. 21-0 Harbor Reach. Sandusky marching into Harbor Reach territory. Eberling with more of a, a quicker handoff, a little bit more of a dive action, trying to get in between those defensive linemen a little bit quicker. Does so, but gets three yards on first down. Second down, seven for Sandusky. From the 42 of Howard Beach, Sandusky in their black jerseys coming up to the line of scrimmage, still working off that left hash, right to left across your radio, at home in Sandusky. Three men backfield, straight no chaser, handoff to number 20. That would be Martin Tovar, and Luke Woodkey jumps out of his tackle after just a gain of a yard. Four Tovar out to the 41-yard line. Luke Woodkey with another tackle tonight. That would be four this evening. Third down and six for Sandusky. Yeah, I think he's made sure that Martin Tovar has gone nowhere tonight. Uh, again, tackling him before he goes anywhere that's a guy for Sandusky that they need to get going. He's the speed play. He's the speed guy. He's the threat. But it doesn't work. Look and tell there's a matchup scenario there where Luke Woodkey is eyeing on him. And so far, that strategy's worked for the road team. Tovar just four carries for three yards and one fumble tonight. Third and six coming here for Sandusky at the Harbor Reach 41-yard line. They need to get to the Pirate 35. Harbor Reach defense adjusting now in a four-man front. Wing T to the right. Eboard under center. Looking back to pass. Downfield. Throws to the far side. It's a little tipped and is intercepted at the 28-yard line by Caden Boyden. And another turnover gives the ball back to Hyra Beach at the at the 34-yard line. Big hit on Gibord as he was throwing that one and brought in on the wounded duck by Caden Boyden. Another turnover into the hands of Hyra Beach. And that's a, a team that doesn't throw the ball very often. There's not a lot of game reps for Kyle Gibord. He's got some options to throw the football, but he waits too long. The play takes too long. He holds the ball too long, and that leaves time for guys like Grant Smiglinski. Guys, you do not want running at you and try to throw over him. Is able to get his fingerprint, get that big paw on the football, and it becomes a wounded duck. And it, when it floats past the line of scrimmage, there's nothing but white jerseys there. Caden Boynton's the one that hauls it in and picks off that pass. And now with 4.15 to go in the half, Harbor Beach comes on the field with a try to make it a four-score lead. And even before the first snap on this drive, it's a encroachment against Sandusky as they jumped across the line of scrimmage. This is instead of a first and ten, a first and five from the 39-yard line. Our reach left to right across the radio with a 21-0 lead with 4.15 left in the first half. Now you're starting to gamble a little bit. You're down three scores. You really want to make that tackle on first down for no gain, maybe a loss on the play, and try to shut down this drive early. Instead, Harbor Beach sells him with a hard count, draws him off sides, and a free five yards for the offense. Spread formation, handoff to Caden Boynton. Surges through the trenches and across about another three yards. Sure, the first down marker by a yard. 
Tackle made by number 63, Corey Lamson for Sandusky. That will be his fourth tackle this evening. Leads the team on defense. Has led the team in tackles every week so far this season. He's doing so tonight as well. 354 left in the first half. Second down a yard to go. Sometimes uh, as an offensive coach or an offensive coordinator, a guy like Woodkey wants the football. He wants it every time. So on that play, it was nice to see them call a design run. That was a design handoff to Boynton, and he runs hard straight ahead for three yards. Caden Boynton gets the handoff across the 45 out to the 46-yard line, enough to move the chains, a three-yard gain. Tackle made by Corey Lamson again for Sandusky. His fifth tackle this evening, first and ten for Harbor Beach. Yeah, nice tackle by Lamson, but by the time he rotates over to make that play, Boynton has already extended his arms across the first down marker and a reset of downs for Harbor Beach. Same play as the one before. Snap to Woodkey and a direct hand, and then a handoff right to Boynton. No read option, no fakes, just a solid handoff and attack the middle of the Sandusky defense. And he gets three or four yards and a first down for Harbor Beach. Three man front for Sandusky. Harbor Beach in the spread formation. Two wide to the left, one to the right. Ten Babcock in the pocket, throwing downfield. This one's a little off the mark and out through over the hands and outreached of Matt Farmer by about a half a yard. Incomplete, falls incomplete, and a second and ten from the 46. Yeah, and I love what Babcock does here. He looks left, stares down Wookie the whole time, pump fakes, and with instincts pivots to his right and lets it go down the field. And if you're going to miss on that play, he misses deep where only Matt Farmer can make a play on it. Decent coverage by Tyler Lamb, about a half a step behind. So a perfect throw could have been a completion for a big play, but it's not. It's overthrown by about a yard, and it falls harmlessly to, ground, to the ground for the Sandusky defense. 21-0, Harbor Beach leads. Three minutes and four seconds left here in the second quarter. Second and ten from their own 46-yard line, left right across your radio. Two wide to the left, one to the right, three yards, maybe four yards inside the right hash. Dan Babcock in the pocket. It's going to keep it from him, and he's going to be sacked back of the 40-yard line for a six-yard loss. And he is down by number 11, Brendan Long, defensive end for Sandusky. A five-yard loss, according to the spot, at the 41-yard line. Yeah, that, that's tough there. You don't want to see your already banged-up quarterback get absolutely swallowed up. But great job by Sandusky. They know that Babcock's probably not going to roll out of the pocket. So what is a quarterback that's somewhat immobile, like Babcock is tonight, which way is he going to go? He's going to step up and try to take that pressure away and allow it to go behind him. But Sandusky does a great job. Brendan Long for, gets the sack, and that brings up third down and a long ways to go now for Harbor Beach. Third and 14 from the 41-yard line. They need to get to the Sandusky 44. Luke Wookie back at quarterback, calls his own number. He has room to run across the midfield. Still on his feet, has the first down to the 40, to the 35, and finally tripped out of bounds. Way down to the 33-yard line. Dragging him down was Barry Lester. Moved the chains for Luke Woodkey and the Pirates. Another third-down conversion, 6 of 6 on the night. Amazing. A, a healthy Harbor Beach team there. There's no question in our minds that Babcock takes that snap in the shotgun, and he's looking to deliver a pass down the field. Coach Shelke recognized that his banged-up quarterback just got smothered for a sack on that play. Instantly takes him out, puts Woodkey back in, and dials up that read option. And he sells the fake to Boynton, keeps it around the left side, and the rest is all Woodkey. Great job up front. He kicks it to the outside after making a guy miss. And that's a sprint that he wins and gets a first down for Harbor Beach. Two wide to the right, one to the left. Quarterback keeper once again finds that left gap. Gets out from hard, fought two yards on a second and third effort out to the 31-yard line. Leading the way in the tackling was Wyatt Eberling, defensive back. Up front there that time. Second down and eight for Harbor Beach. Less than two to play in the second quarter. Tyler Franzel in the backfield as well. But what a back-breaking, a heart-breaking uh, 
allowing there of third and 14. You finally got this offense in a situation where you could stop them, stop the bleeding, force a turnover, force a punt. They allow Luke Woodkey to make a big play, and now all of a sudden, Harvard Beach is driving with a minute 30 to go with a chance to go up four scores. Woodkey hands off to Jacob Booms and out for two yards out to the 30-yard line. On a second and eight, makes it a third and six. Tackle made by Barry Lester for Sandusky out of the linebacking core. A minute 15 left here in the first half. 21-0 Harvard Beach leading third and seven for Harvard Beach. These young, inexperienced running backs like Jacob Booms Runs right into a defender. There's there's no, this is the gap I'm supposed to run to. The, there's no decision made. It's already decided when I get the ball, I'm going here. And if Sandusky's in the right place, they will make that stop. Eventually, as they get more carries, they will learn that that gap is full. I need to kick it to the outside. You will see those that learning grow as they get more carries. Screen pass to the left to Jace Knoblock. He fights all the way down to that first down marker. Looks like he has it by about a yard. It's an eight-yard gain when they needed seven and a half. Tackle made by Wyatt Eberling for Sandusky's secondary. Move the chains. Another conversion on third down. Now six, seven for seven on third down. I, I love that decision there by the coach. If you're going to bring him in and ask him to throw the football, get rid of it quickly. The only problem is Mitchell Davis in the backfield again still finds a way to get in on Dan Babcock and put him on the turf, but not until he gets rid of that ball cleanly and Harvard Beach gets another first down. First and 10 from the 22. Dan Babcock in the pocket looking to pass downfield, throws it down to the end zone to Luke Wickey. It's overthrown. Incomplete, stops the clock with 29.7 seconds left. That one was out of reach of Luke Woodkey. Stops the clock, 21-0. Harvard Beach still leading, second down and 10 from the 22 of Sandusky. Babcock rolls to his right just a little bit, a few steps, avoiding that pressure. He can feel it as he's catching the rhythm of the game, and he throws it to his favorite receiver. And again, he misses long. That's, that's the place to miss in this scenario. But double covered, the ball sails out the back of the end zone. No chance for a completion. Great job there by the Sandusky secondary, not allowing any breathing room. And with 30 seconds to go in the half, Harbor Beach probably going to leave Babcock on the field and let him continue to throw it here to try to preserve some time. A little less than 30 seconds left here in the first half. Harbor Beach has struck the touchdown three times on three tries tonight. Two wide to the right, Jace Knoblock and Jacob Booms. Receiver wide to the left, that'd be number 17, Matt Farmer. Babcock back to pass, throws this one, gets hit as it goes, but it's into the hands of Jacob Booms, into for the end zone, touchdown, Harbor Beach. Ten Babcock connects with Jacob Booms from 22 yards out for the fourth score this evening. It's now 27-0 with 24 seconds left in the first half. Uh, give Babcock a ton of credit. He gets hit yet again, but delivers the strike, and this time Booms... From that slot position, he's able to run right down the right hash, and he pivots for a little, a tight little post right up the middle. He loses his defender, creates about three yards of separation, and Babcock, as he usually does, throws a strike right on the number, and Booms is able to haul it in no problem and stroll into the end zone untouched for Howard Beach's fourth unanswered touchdown of the night. Going for the extra point, Luke Woodkey, left-footed kicker. Awaits. The placeholder would be Matt Farmer at the 10-yard line. The kick is up. It has the height. Does it have the accuracy? Yes, it does. It's 28-0. Harbor Beach leading Sandusky with 23.9 seconds left in the second quarter right here on the WLW Sports Network.
24 seconds before the half is over. Harbor Beach finds the end zone for the fourth time on fourth tries this evening. They're seven for seven on third downs. Ten plays, three minutes and 52 seconds off the clock, covering 66 yards. Jacob Booms brings in the pass from 22 yards out from 10. Babcock, Luke Woodkey, four for four on PATs this evening. Makes it 28-0. Dave Hansen, Harbor Beach, although banged up, missing their... What left tackle as well seems not to be slowing them down tonight. Not missing a beat. Uh, they they got to keep Babcock upright. and Otherwise, though, he has been making the right reads, making good throws, even as the completions are missed in the right area. But you got to love the other guys. Kate Boynton making a play in the passing game. Jacob Booms now making a reception. Those are the guys that are going to need to make big plays if this team's going to make a run later this season. The squib kick comes all the way down to the 20-yard line, hits the hands of Wyatt Eberling. He misses it. And he has to go back to the 15-yard line. He was down. His knee was down when he brought that one in, so he's down on that spot. First and 10 with 21 seconds left in this first half at their own 15-yard line. Yeah, this is a scenario where Sandusky, no turnovers, no nothing. Just cover up the ball. They're going to run one play, and they're going to end this half, assumingly down 28-0, barring a, a crazy play here on this first down attempt. Sandusky trailing 28-0 at home. 1-3 in the season. Giving out the T formation. Right to left cross your radio for the final 21 seconds of this first half. Kyle Gibord under center. Three-man backfield, straight no chaser. Hand off to number 24. That would be Tyler Franzel. Out to the 20, maybe the 19-yard line for a four-yard gain. Tackle made by Grant Smiglinski. As the clock rolls under 10 seconds, they're in the hurry-up offense suddenly. Second down and five to go. Keyboard under center. Looking quarterback keeper around the left end. Comes to the near sideline, cuts back in, and he's going to be tackled inbounds as the time expires, and he's thrown down, and there is going to be a late hit or a personal foul called against Harbor Beach as that was ripped down Cal Keyboard well after the play was over. And that will be the end of the first half, but we do have a defensive penalty. And they're going to say... Sandusky is going to the locker room, although it is a defensive penalty, so we should have one untimed down here. I agree. I don't necessarily agree with the call. It was a little physical, but uh, the whistle hadn't blown yet, and the, the play was made on the field. Uh, literally on the field. It was not out of bounds, and the tackle was made right at the feet of an official, and the official that mark is the one that throws that flag I, I don't know how the guy that was one foot away sees doesn't see it as well as the guy that's 15 yards away but nonetheless um, unsportsmanlike conduct after the play there's it appears so that is the end of the first half Sandusky finds the locker room I reach finds a nice little hill of green grass and we've reached halftime yeah, so it wasn't a late hit. It was clearly something said, some taunting, something like that, I'm assuming. So it's 28-0 after the first two quarters in Sandusky, Michigan. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network. 28-0, Harbor Beach leads Sandusky. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network at the half, and you're in for a treat tonight with 28-0, Harbor Beach leading at the half, but the treat is the Sandusky marching band is on the field, and we're going to listen to the entire halftime show here for all of our listeners back at home. This is hands down the best band in the area. Your director, Jake H. I'm not even going to try and say his last name. Heisentruel. Jake Heisentruel, your director, your drum majors, Jenna Steve and Lila Feehan. 
Strength and numbers out there indeed for the Sandusky Marching Band. And let's listen in. This year, the SHS Marching Band is humbled to perform selections from the music of legend Stevie Wonder. Blind since shortly after his birth in Saginaw, Michigan, Stevie began to wow audiences at a very young age with his ability to play a variety of instruments. His first Billboard Top 100 hit came at only the age of 13. Stevie's career spans decades and genres with a never-ending stream of hits. The band members hope you enjoy this performance of some of Stevie Wonder's best songs. Drum majors Jenna Steve and Lila Feehan, is the band ready? The show begins with one of Stevie's great songs that recently reappeared in the Illumination Studios animated feature, Sing. This is Don't You Worry About a Thing.
next song made the Rolling Stone magazine's list of the greatest songs of all time. Released by Stevie in 1973 and covered by the Red Hot Chili Peppers in 1989, this is Higher Ground.
You're listening to the WLW Sports Network. We'll return in one minute, and we'll get back to your plain action here. That's the Sandusky Marching Band, the sweet sounds of Friday Night Lights, the best in the entire area. We'll return in one minute. Listening to the WLW Sports Network at the half, and the Harbor Beach Pirates find themselves ahead after 24 minutes of play, 28 nothing over the St. Essie Redskins. And Dave Hansen, how about you tell us how we got to this score? Well, it started with a Harbor Beach touchdown. Luke Woodkey runs it in from two yards out, kicks the extra point as well. Harbor Beach goes up seven nothing, and after a four, a three and out for Sandusky. This time, Tant Babcock throws a touchdown pass. He hits Luke Woodkey on a 54-yard touchdown strike. Woodkey makes the extra point. That's how your first quarter ran 14 for Harbor Beach, zero for the home team. Second quarter, more of the same. Tanton Babcock, he, this time he hits Boynton on a 43-yard touchdown pass. The Woodkey extra point is good. Harbor Beach pushes the lead 21-0. And just before the half is over, Dan Babcock this time hits Jacob Booms on a 22-yard touchdown pass. The Woodkey extra point is good, four for four on the night, and Harbor Beach leads Sandusky at the half, 28 to nothing. Harbor Beach with 28 plays of offense for 264 yards. They're averaging 9.4 yards per play so far through two quarters. Sandusky with 15 plays of offense for 59 yards, as well as two turnovers, a fumble and an interception. They're averaging just under four yards per play. Leading the way for the St. Esky Redskins would be Cal Gibor, the quarterback, with three keepers for 30 total yards. Wyatt Eberling, three carries for 11 yards. Tyler Franzel, two carries for eight yards. Mitchell Davis, two carries for seven yards. And Martin Tovar, four carries for three yards, who's also in the marching band. Cal Gibor, 0 for 1 in passing, as well as one interception on top of that for the Harbor Beach Pirates. 28 plays for 264 yards, 21 carries for 138 yards. Four of seven passing for 126 yards. Of those four completions, three were for touchdowns. Leading the rushing attack, Luke Woodkey, quarterback slash running back tonight, 14 carries, 132 yards and a score. He's averaging nine and a half yards per carry, carrying the ball 67% of the time for the Pirates tonight. Caden Boynton, three carries, eight yards. Jacob Booms, three carries, three yards. And Tant Babcock sacked once for loss of five. Through the air, Tant Babcock, four of seven for 126 yards and three touchdowns. Luke Woodkey bringing in the score. Caden Boynton, Boynton, one score, and Jacob Booms, the other. Luke Woodkey, one reception for 54 yards on two targets. Caden Boynton, one reception for 43 yards. Jacob Booms, one reception, 22 yards. And Jace Knoblock, one reception for seven yards. Dave Hansen, impressive numbers from the Harbor Beach Pirates. Sandusky just can't quite get their footing so far. Absolutely not. The, the wing tee offense just has not had any success tonight. Kyle Gibor, the lone bright spot, a couple nice runs around the outside, but that's not what the wing tee is about. That's the play that you run once a quarter. Uh, he's hit it big three different times, but up the middle, just very disappointing. Uh, Wyatt Eberling found no running room. Tyler Franzel, Mitchell Davis, Martin Tovar, nowhere to run. On the other side of the football, you take Luke Woodkey, 132 yards on the ground. Tanton Babcock, a buck 26 through the air. That's 100 and 
258, 258 of their 264 yards are accounted for by two players. And you know that when Harbor Beach comes to town, you got to stop 14 and you got to stop six. And Sandusky has been unable to stop either of them. On defense, Corey Lamson leads Sandusky with five tackles in the night. He's led the team in tackling through the first four games. He's doing so in the fifth game as well. Barry Lesser, four total tackles. One of those was for a loss. Martin Tovar, three tackles. Tyler Franzel, three tackles and one tackle for a loss inside of that. Brendan Long and Wyatt Eberling with two tackles. On defense for the Harbor Beach Pirates, Luke Woodkeen, Grant Smiglinski, each with three tackles. Caden Boynton, one ta or two tackles, and as well as an interception, Jacob Booms, one tackle, Matt Farmer, one tackle, and Matt Hessling, one tackle. And I do believe Caden Boynton actually has the fumble recovery as well. Has 20, 28 points on the board for Harbor Beach, zero for Sandusky. Dave Hanson, what do you expect to see here in the second half? I think you're going to see more of the same. Harbor Beach is going to continue to to attempt to run the football on early downs and only if needed will you see Tanton Babcock but with a four score lead you may not see him the rest of the night he's he's only been in on seven plays I think all seven times he was knocked down but four of them he made absolutely perfect throws on the money to help this team jump out to this four score lead as for Sandusky more of the same they're a wing T offense and this is a learning situation for them they are probably going to lose more games than they win this season and rightfully so they have two seniors they have a whole bunch of sophomores on this team, which is a good thing. They are getting very important playing time, and they're going to understand what it takes to beat teams like this, and it's a growing opportunity for them. So Harbor Beach kicks off from their 25-yard line in part to that 15-yard personal foul, and at number 52 for Sandusky. Barry Lester gets out to the 44-yard line before he's stopped by Shea Woodkey on special teams for the Harbor Beach Pirates. First and 10 for the Sandusky Redskins at their own 44-yard line, trailing 28-0, 11.56 left in the third quarter. Their best starting position of the night, so uh, this is an opportunity for them to get on the scoreboard. Win-lose does not matter at this point. This drive is important for Sandusky because they want this home crowd to get fired up about something, and that's taking that zero off the board is objective number one for Sandusky. First and 10, left, right, across your radio are the black-clad jerseys of Sandusky tonight. Kyle Giebord under center, three men behind him in the straight tee. A reach crowding the box with nine men inside the box. Handoff, and he trips in the backfield. Mitchell Davis, before as he's trying to cut the corner, fell to the ground right at the 45-yard line. They'll credit him for a one-yard gain. Second down and nine to go from the 45, left, right, across your radio. Yeah, the, the turf really hasn't been an issue tonight, so I'm not sure if he if he tripped over the lineman that was in front of him or what, but he, he got the football, and there was no white jerseys near him. Down to the ground he goes for very little gain, if any, and the Harbor Beach defense benefits from that. Most Impressive stat in that first half. Harbor Beach 7 for 7 on third downs tonight. Sandusky 0 for 3. Harbor Beach has 7 total first downs. Sandusky with just 3. Uh, one of them I remember specifically, Harbor Beach, a third and 14. And Luke Woodkey is able to run the ball for a first down and more. Same formation on both sides of the ball. Keyboard back to pass. Throws down right downfield. This one's through the hands of number 17. Matt Farmer, intended receiver, was number 24. Tyler Franzel, little overthrown. Hit Matt Farmer's hands first. Falls incomplete at the 30-yard line of Harbor Beach. Third down and nine. He was open, but again, a quarterback that doesn't throw the football very often. The rhythm just isn't quite there. He throws a good ball, but it sails on him just a little bit. And Matt Farmer can't decide if he should pick the pass off or is the receiver in front of him going to make that play. And it falls harmlessly to the ground for Sandusky, but overthrown and Matt Farmer unable to haul it down for an interception. Third down and a long nine coming up for the home team. Third and nine from the 45. 
on their own side of the ball, our own side of the field. 11.05 left here in the third quarter. Clock stop because that incomplete pass. 28-0, Harbor Beach leading Sandusky, the Redskins on offense. Wing T to the right, Gibbard rolling to his left, pack to pass, looking downfield. This one's into the hands, or actually out of reach of number 11, Brendan Long, inside Harbor Beach territory. The 38-yard line was thrown behind him. Falls incomplete, fourth down and nine from their own 45, and looks like that could be a flag back of the 48-yard line, about four yards past the line of scrimmage. That's what I'm thinking. It's an illegal, illegal man, man downfield, down so it's 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 going to be declined in a punting situation for Sandusky, if we're correct. So, uh, looking back on that play, though, you're asking your inexperienced quarterback to roll to his left, and as a right-handed quarterback, you have to be able to turn your shoulders and plant your feet quickly and release that football. Brennan Long was open. He found a soft spot in that defense. Matt Farmer filling in for Tanton Babcock, playing what we like to call center field or the deep safety, not allowing anything behind him. So he left some cushion there. He was open. But when you turn those shoulders and fire, if you don't get the hips turned as well, that ball comes out late. Similar in golf. The hips get left open. The ball's going to the right for a right-hander. I have no clue and what it, you're talking about. <laughs> think it, look in a mirror. Yeah. You'll understand. Yeah, exactly. So the ball's thrown behind a wide-open receiver in Brendan Long, and it falls incomplete. And now the punting unit on for Sandusky. A little low snap as it hit the ground before he could bring it up. And the tw punt from Martin Tovar bounces out of bounds inside Harbor Beach territory, but barely. Luke Woodkey was about 20 yards away from the ball at the nearest point. And they're going to say it went out of bounds at the 40-yard line of Harbor Beach. So first and 10 for the Harbor Beach Pirates with a 28-yard point or 28-point uh, lead in front of him is 60 yard in front, in front of him. Yeah, just Ugh. a low snap there by the long snapper and the punter looking downfield instead of looking down and picking up the ball. He just kind of bubbles it around a little bit. And by the time he picks it up and looks up, he sees Grant McClinsky coming at him at that 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six frame. So he drops it quick and just kicks it high up in the air. And the ball floats to the right near the home team sideline. Doesn't go very far. So the Harbor Beach defense wins again in this battle. Now the offense comes on the field with 60 yards to pay dirt. A handoff to Luke Woodkey, actually quarterback keeper for, or handoff to Luke Woodkey out to the 45-yard line. Tan Babcock was out there actually for that one. Tackle made by Mitchell Davis, defensive end for Sandusky. After a five-yard gain, second down and five for the Harbor Beach Pirates, right to left across your radio. Surprised to see Babcock in the game at all, but I, maybe this is the last series you will see him, but he obviously is feeling okay, but they run the wing tee and they hand it off to Luke Woodkey. And you can see that they need more guys that run like him He's hit after two yards and fights and fights and fights and gets a full five before they bring him down. We'll see if they go back to him or they work in some of the young guys like Booms. Babcock under center, T formation for the Pirates. Handoff to Jacob Booms, finds a gap, gets out to the 49-yard line, just shy of that first down marker. And tackle made by Corey Lamson for Sandusky after a four-and-a-half-yard gain. Third down and very magical, third down and less than a yard to go for the Harbor Beach Pirates. I, I love what Coach Schelke's doing because their passing game is second to none in this area. So this is an opportunity for them to work on their wing tee, their short yardage situations. This has not been a, a strong point for Harbor Beach the last few seasons, but I like what they're doing here. Forget the two, one, two, and three fakes and the slow developing runs. Let's get everybody going. Let's hand that ball off and get it around the end. And Jacob Booms, who's the guy behind and to the left, 
goes all the way to the right, gets the handoff with behind two lead blockers and punishes a defender getting close to that first down marker. Caden Boynton gets the handoff on the third and short. Looks like he got the first down by about a foot. Tackle made by Corey Lampson once again for Sandusky. Move the chains. Have reached eight for eight on third downs. First and ten from the Sandusky 50-yard line. And I like it. You see USA do it a lot. They run the, the wing tee, but you see that fullback dive where... The quarterback takes a snap and turn around and quickly hands it off to that fullback, and he dives forward. There's no question. He's going straight ahead, no bouncing out. Give me that yard or two yards. And that time, Caden Boynton does that. He gets the full yard, dives forward, doesn't do anything fancy, but makes sure he gets that first down and a quick hitter, quick two yards, and a reset of downs now for Harbor Beach. At the 49-and-a-half yard line of Sandusky, Harbor Beach first and 10. Right to left cross your radio and his handoff to Luke Woodkey. Looks like he may have slipped at the 50-yard line, and they're going to say he's down. He actually got out to the 45-yard line. This is not the NFL, though, so it is a second down in 11 from Harreach's 49-yard line. Uh, he was down. He did lose his footing a little bit. He may have been down even in the NFL. There was a yeah. defender in the area, but nonetheless, he's going to go down for no gain on that play and a break for the Sandusky defense, a break that they desperately need and a chance for this defense maybe to get off the field. 8.52 left here into the third quarter, 28-0, Harreach leading. Sandusky started the second half with a three-and-out punt. Harbor Beach on offense. They've scored on every single drive so far tonight. We'll see what they can do here on a second and ten. Hand off to Jacob Booms around the right side. Nearly fumbled it, and he breaks free. He's down to the 35, to the 25, the 15-5 touchdown. Harbor Beach, Jacob Booms nearly fumbles the ball at the original line of scrimmage, and instead he scammers in from 50 yards out for the score. It's now 34-0 with 8.29 left in the third quarter. And that's what Harbor Beach has been looking for in the backfield, a counter to Luke Woodkey. And Jacob Booms, he shows some speed. A track star there. He runs into his own offensive lineman. That's been kind of the story of the year. The offensive line getting pushed back. He bounces into him. The ball kind of pops out, but he corrals it. He gets around that blocker, and there's nobody there to take the seal off the edge. And he showcases some speed down the right sideline and beats everybody down the field for Harbor Beach's fifth unanswered touchdown. They've scored on all five drives tonight, and you can bet Luke Woodkey coming on to attempt his fifth extra point. Jacob Booms with a 50-yard run. He's already brought in a 22-yard pass for a touchdown. Two touchdowns for the sophomore, for the junior tonight. 34-0. Luke Wickey trying to make this 35-0. And it is wide left. So no running clock. It is 829 left here in the third. Howard Beach 34. Sandusky nothing on the WLW Sports Network. Twenty-nine left in the third quarter. Harbor Beach strikes for the fifth time this evening. The PAT was wide left, no good from Woodkey. So it's 34-0. Harbor Beach leading the Sandusky Redskins in Sandusky. In week number five of the regular season, Harbor Beach entered tonight at a 2-2 two two record. They're on their way to make that 3-2 after losing to you probably last week in the backyard brawl, 50-33. Sandusky fought Benex tough and lost by 14 points, but his score was actually not reminiscent of what that game looked like, actually. It was a lot closer than that at times. And Sandusky moving in the right direction, but just can't seem to find the victories yet. I believe uh, uh, Badak scored late in that yes, game, they did. if I'm not mistaken, to kind of 
stretch that score out a little bit. But nonetheless, like I said, this that's what happens when you have a young team. There, there's times where they play very well, and there's times where they just they need to learn. And in that Bad Axe game, they went a whole half or maybe three quarters of playing really good football. But tonight, they haven't had any luck. This Harbor Beach defense has been mixing it up enough and causing some problems for that offense. Wyatt Eberling brings it in the 13-yard line, gets all the way out to the 31-yard line. Tackle made by Harbor Beach's number eight. That would be a JV player moved up for this evening with a five-quarter rule now for the MHSA. JV players are able to play one quarter of play on the varsity level as well. First and 10 for Sandusky from their own 31-yard line trailing 34-0. It's a nice tackle by him because uh, there wasn't many uh, white jerseys left for Eberling to beat. So a nice tackle for uh, for the youngster there for Harbor Beach and looks like the uh, Sandusky team will come on the field at their own 31-yard line to start this drive. First and 10. From the 31, trailing 34-0, handoff to number 24, Tyler Franzel in the trenches and fights out for two yards. Stop made by Evan Miller, defensive tackle, 5'11", 185-pound senior for the Pirates. Gain of three on the play according to the spot, second down and seven from the 34-yard line. Just nowhere to run the football. They, they get the ball, they, they go around the left side, and there's nothing but white jerseys there. And uh, you can see that this Harbor Beach team finally making some adjustments on defense. You're seeing some 4-4. Four, four. You're seeing some six-man down on the front, some six threes. And if you can't line up and beat them straight up on every single play, you have to mix things up. Offenses do it to defenses. There's no reason defenses can't do it back. And uh, playing this game has really worked well, only allowing 63 total yards of offense for Sandusky. Out of the tee, it's a handoff to Martin Tovar. Gets close to the first down sticks of the 42-yard line. Tackle made by Shea Woodkey, middle linebacker for the Pirates. And they say move the chains, a seven-yard gain for Martin Tovar right at the first down marker. It's now first and 10 from the 42. Much needed first down for Sandusky. They're able to plow ahead and get a first down. Shea Woodkey, a name we haven't called much tonight. A little quiet night for him, makes that tackle, but not until Sandusky gets a very much needed first down. First and 10 from their own 42. They trail by 34 points, six and a half left here in the third quarter. Sandusky, their second drive the second half. The first one results in a three and out punt. Now in the T formation, and we have flags, and we have preemptive motion. And that will be a violation of the mutually agreed upon rules and a five-yard penalty against the Sandusky Redskins, first and 15. Yeah, the whole right side of the line uh, took off a little early. That's Nicholas Lean. That's Corey Lampson on this side. Just jumped the snap count a little bit early. And after a nice first down, on first down, they cost themselves five yards. First and 15 now from the 37. And those are some of those mistakes that young players do make. They cost themselves five yards after a nice momentum building first down. They've turned the ball over twice tonight. Just minor mistakes that this team will correct as the season goes on. They have, do have some winnable games coming up later this season, but this is a growing opportunity, learning opportunity for these guys, and this is going to be a team to be reckoned with in a year or two. I really believe that they will compete in the East here in a couple years. 5.50 left in the third. T formation, Givord under center. Good snap. Quarterback keeper around the right end, trying to find that seam. And tracking him down will be number 74, Grant Smiglinski at the 39-yard line. Just a three-yard, maybe even a two-yard gain from the 37 to the 39. Big man, 74, Grant Smiglinski chases down the near sideline, second down and 12. And that's a long run to just get two yards if, if you're the quarterback keyboard there. Uh, ball's down on the left hash, and that quarterback keeper's to the wide side of the field, which is right in front of us. And... 
He's rolling out, running, running, running. Grant's McGlinsky showing a little, some athletic ability to cut him down, but a long run for only two yards for Geeboard with the ball down on the right hash now at their own 39-yard line. Second down, 13 from the 39. First down marker inside Harbor Beach territory of the 48. Second and 13, wing T to the left, working off the right hash, keyboard under center, two men backfield, leading block to the left. Handoff to Martin Tovar, trying to find something there and doesn't get much as Grant Spaglinski clogs up every possible gap there for Tovar to run through. It's just a two-yard gain, third down and 11 for the Sandusky Redskins. That's tough, though, when you have to make two guys miss just to get back to the line of scrimmage and get those two yards. That's what Tovar does on that run, but Grant Smiglinski, a big body. It takes a lot of guys to move him out of the way, and he's able to stay in the way and make that tackle. They're at the 41-yard line. They need to get to the Harbor Beach 48-yard line. Across midfield, left to right across your radio. Sandusky in their third straight home game this season tonight. Just one more remaining. They have four on, at home, five on the road this regular season. Coming up to the line, leading the way, center Daniel Tovar, freshman. There's a snap, and it's a handoff to Tovar coming around the right end. There's white jerseys in front of him. Nice stiff arm from Tovar, and he's upended and pushed out of bounds at the, at the Sandusky 48-yard line by Jacob Booms. He is short of the first down marker by six yards, but a nice... Five-yard pickup for Martin Tovar. Fourth and six upcoming for Sandusky. Similar to last play. He's got to make a guy miss with a great stiff arm. Push off another guy to get those couple yards. you got to kind of earn it yourself right now for, for Tovar. and He does that, but still a long ways to go for a fourth down conversion here. 3.54 left in the third. Still 34-0. Have reach leading. Sandusky in their second drive of the second half. Have one first down this second half already. That's just their fourth First down this evening. Now facing a fourth and five, five and a half, somewhere in there. In their own territory, their own 47-yard line, and they appear to be going for it. And now we have a timeout called by Craig Jacobson and the Redskins with 3.54 left in the third quarter. It's 20 or 34 nothing. Everbeach leading Sandusky. Thirty-four nothing. Harbor Beach leads Sandusky. The Redskins facing a fourth and five and a half in their own territory at the forty-seven-yard line. They need to get to the Harbor Beach forty-eight-yard line. The lineup of the T formation coming out of their first timeout. Two remaining here in the second half for Craig Jacobson and the Sandusky Redskins. Eboard under center, delayed handoff to number forty-two. Wyatt Eberling has the first down into Harbor Beach territory and runs out of bounds at the thirty-seven-yard line. They're mark him down to the thirty-five. A nice 18-yard pickup for Wyatt Eberling when they needed five. First down for Sandusky. Great run there. Great design as you see a counter this time. A little misdirection as Eberling, they sell the run to the left. He pivots, counters back to the right, and there's a lot of running room as he gets behind the, the linebackers, and it takes the defensive back to cut him down. But one of the biggest runs, biggest plays of the day for Sandusky. First and 10 from the Harbor Beach 35-yard line. Still trailing 34 nothing. 3.48 left here in the third quarter. Wing T to the left, two men in the backfield. Eboard under center. There's the snap. Handoff to 26. He gets out across to the 30-yard line before he's chopped down. 
That was Carter Krause, your running back. Tackle made by number four, Caden Boyan, outside linebacker for the Pirates. Five-yard gain, second down and five from the Harbor Beach 30. Nice run there by Krause, and you're, you're starting to see those a little deeper in the playbook of the wing tee, not just around the edge, around the edge. You're seeing now some counters, some misdirection. You're seeing some things now that all of a sudden Harbor Beach caught off guard in the last two plays and some nice runs by Sandusky. That one, last one, went for five yards. Second down and five from the Harbor Beach 30-yard line. Front line of the Pirates readjusting. Six men down on the front line. 3.05 remaining in the third. Wing tee to the right. It's a handoff to Martin Tovar. Pushes the pile forward out to the 27-yard line for a three-yard gain before forward progress is stopped by Caden Boynton for the Pirates. Third down in two upcoming on the edge of the red zone for the St. Nancy Redskins, trailing 34-0. Trying to attack this defensive line a little quicker. Um, just four of them down on the line that time. Back to the 4-4, and they attack him with a quick dive as Gibor gets it. And he turns to his left and takes Mark Tovar from that fullback position straight ahead. And he plows forward for about three yards, bringing up third down and short. Back to the straight tee. Three-man backfield. Gibord under center. Martin Tovar on the night with just 21 yards and eight carries. There's a snap. Handoff to number 42, Wyatt Eberling. He stopped short of the first down marker by Luke Woodkey at the 30, or excuse me, the 26-yard line. It's a gain of a yard, fourth and a yard to go for Sandusky as we hit two minutes left here in the third. That's a nice stop by the Harbor Beach defense. Just when I thought they were starting to get pushed around like we had seen earlier, they come up with a big stop, but who else would it be to make a stop on third and two? But, he, but, uh, but Woodkey, he's been all over the place on defense. He's our leading tackler now. But fourth down and one to go. Sandusky definitely going to go for it here and try to punch it ahead for a first down. Same formation. Harbor Beach crowding the box. Fourth and one. They need to get to the 25-yard line. They're at the Harbor Beach 26. Three men and a keyboard for the keeper. He's across the 25 with ease all the way down to the 24-yard line for the two-yard gain. Pick your tackler there, but Josh Hesley leaded the way for the Pirates. Stops the clock momentarily to move the chains for the third time this drive alone. Fourth time or sixth time on the night. First and ten. I love the play call because I don't even know if they needed a full yard there. So why take the chance of handing it off, allowing a defender to slip in the backfield and make a big play? Go right off your snap count, fall right behind your center, fall forward and get that half a yard. Heck, they probably got two yards on that play. So easy first down and great play call and execution there by Gibord. That is the fifth first down for Sandusky tonight. 34-0, Harbor Beach leading with just one minute remaining here in the third. Sandusky in the red zone at the 24-yard line. Hand off to 26, out for the running, down to the 10-yard line to the five. He stopped just shy of the first down or the goal line. That would be Carter Krause with a big run from the 24 down to the one, a 23-yard pickup, first and goal for Sandusky. Nice move by Carter Krause as he slips through that defensive line and makes a guy miss a farmer out there. He cuts, makes a great cut, plants that left foot, goes to the right, and when he does, he gets right in front of the end zone until he's stopped by Jacob Booms, a touchdown-saving tackle for now. First and goal, 35 seconds left and counting in the third quarter. It's 34-0, Harbor Beach leading Sandusky. The Redskins knocking on the door for the first time tonight. Wing tee to the right, two men in the backfield, blocking back to the right. Keyboard hands it off to Martin Tovar. He spins in the end zone. Touchdown, Sandusky. 21 seconds left in the third, and the Redskins are on the board for the first time tonight. It's 34-6, Harbor Beach leading Sandusky. Uh, that's a great feeling for Sandusky here. 
Military Appreciation Night. This is a great score for them, and who else but Martin Tovar to clean up that drive as Sandusky found a way to make some first downs, use all four downs when needed, get a big run from Carter Krause to set up the touchdown run, and Martin Tovar, the ultimate closer, finishes off the drive and gets Sandusky their first six points of the night. Trying to go, looks like going for two here, make, trying to make it 34 to eight. 12 plays, 66 yards, eight minutes and eight seconds off the clock on that drive alone for Sandusky. Wing T at its finest. Keyboard. Court rolling to his right, looking to pass downfield into the corner of the end zone, wide open. It's caught by Tyler Lamb, the two-point conversion. It's good. It's 34 to eight. Sandusky trails by 26. Right here on the WLW Sports Network, just before the end of the third. Thirty-four to eight, Sandusky on the board for the first time tonight. On a Martin Tovar one-yard dive, Lamb brings in the two-point conversion. Catch makes it thirty-four to eight, trailing by twenty-six points. Twelve plays, eight minutes and eight seconds off the clock. Sixty-six yards carried. Four first downs in that drive. Two for two on fourth down conversions, makes it thirty-four to eight. And that's the key to that drive right there. Is first, second, third down allowed them to have fourth down and short, and they converted both of them. Squib kick down to the 40-yard line, brought in by Evan Miller. He runs out to the 48-yard line. Brought down by number 11, Brendan Long, for the Sandusky special teams. First and 10 from nearly midfield. They try an onside kick, but it kind of squibs on him a little bit. Floats way too far. Harbor Beach is able to recover it and actually put a little return on it and almost gets back to midfield to start this drive. First and 10, right to left, Grassy Radio, for the remaining 17 seconds here in the third quarter. Dan Babcock in at quarterback. T formation for the Pirates, trying to milk as much clock off this game as possible. They lead by 26 points. Dan Babcock surveying the prairie. Under center, three men behind him. There's the snap. Handoff to Jacob Booms, trying to the right gap and gets out to midfield. Just shy of that. Tackle made by 63, Corey Lamson. That's his eighth tackle this evening. And we've reached the end of the third quarter with the Harbor Beach leading 34 to 8 over the St. Esky Redskins in week number five of the regular season. Right here on the WLW Sports Network. One quarter remains. 12 minutes are on the board. It's 34 to 8. Harbor Beach leading by 26. But Sandusky just struck for the first time tonight on a Tovar one yard run. The Lamb brought in for the two point conversion. Harbor Beach coming out in the T formation, facing a second and 10, or second and nine to go. It's a handoff right up the middle to Luke Woodkey. Dives forward across midfield to the 48 of Sandusky. Stop made by Barry Lester for Sandusky. Third down in seven upcoming for the Harbor Beach Pirates. And Woodkey, the third option there. They fake it to Booms, fake it to Boynton, delayed that handoff to Woodkey. But by then, Sandusky has recognized, you know they're looking for number six. They do a good job of not allowing very much yardage to happen there. Third down and a long seven yards to go for Harbor Beach. Harbor Beach has scored on every single possession tonight. 
It's their second possession the second half. We're already in the fourth quarter. Thanks in part to that eight-minute drive from Sandusky, which resulted in eight points. Third and seven. A short third and seven. Dan Babcock surveying the prairie, letting that play clock get down to under five seconds before snapping. Luke Woodkey gets the snap, redirects, gets back to the original line of scrimmage, and not much more beyond that. Somehow he gets out to the 46-yard line. Stop made by Carter Krause on special teams. A sophomore, not special teams, on defense. A sophomore for Sandusky. Fourth down and four upcoming for Harbor Beach. Yeah, pretty good run there by Woodkey, but uh, the Sandusky defense completely put a wall up. Did not allow him to kick it to the outside, which is what he wanted to do. He's forced to go back to the middle of the defense and fights ahead for three, maybe four yards to make a fourth down uh, opportunity here manageable. We'll see if they stay in the tee and go for it again. Is that what you think they're going to do? They're certainly in formation to go for it. As Babcock is under center. Fourth and four, they need to get to the Sandusky 42-yard line. Sandusky crowding the box. There's a little bit... Should, nearly should have been an offsides. Instead, they hand it off. Quarterback keeper for 10. Babcock run left side. He has one man to beat down to the 30-yard line. And he's still on his feet. Down to the 10. The 5. Touchdown. Harbor Beach. 10. Babcock converts on a 4th and 4 and scrambles in from 46 yards out for yet another score. Their 6th touchdown this evening with 10.09 remaining in the 4th quarter. He didn't look banged up there, boys. No. I tell you what, he shows some speed and he keeps that around the outside. Uh, we've seen Kyle Geeboard do that a lot for Sandusky tonight with a lot of success. That's the same idea as you run your best running backs, mix them in, and then when you least expect it, you fake it to all three and keep it yourself, and then it's a track meet. And 10 Babcock wins. He gets all the way down the left sideline virtually untouched, and Harvard Beach scores for the sixth straight time. 40-8 to eight now. 10.09 remains in the fourth quarter. 46-yard run for Tanton Babcock into the end zone. Harbor Beach's offense striking on all cylinders. Enter this game averaging 42 points per game. They're at 40 right now, and they're lining up for the extra point from Luke Woodkey. There's a snap. The kick is up. It is good. It is now 41-8. to Harbor Beach leading Sandusky by 33 points with 10.09 remaining in the fourth quarter on the WLW Sports Network. Forty-one to eight, a thirty-three-point lead for the Harbor Beach Pirates with ten oh nine remaining in the fourth quarter. Four plays, fifty-two yards in total. Two minutes and twelve seconds off the clock. Ten Babcock on a fourth and four, on a forty-six-yard run into the end zone. The PAT from Luke Woodkey is good. Makes forty-one points for the Harbor Beach Pirates. Eight for Sandusky. Kick comes in, and they do a little starburst effect here at the 18-yard line. It's going on the near sideline down to the 40-yard. Cuts back into the midfield. He's inside Harbor Beach territory. And he's going to be forced out of bounds at the 33-yard line. That was Barry Lester on the huge return. Don't mind the hold that took place in the middle of that. And Sandusky's fired up as they trail by 33 points with less than 10 minutes to play in the fourth quarter. 41 to 8. Uh, definitely worked because uh, number 20 is Matt Hessling, and I still think he's over here looking for the ball somewhere. He ran right by 52. That's Barry Lester, and he down the sideline, nobody near. White jerseys confused all over the place, and a great return by Lester as they 
are well into Harvey's territory now looking to score on back-to-back drives. First and 10 on the short side of the field at the Harvey Beach 31-yard line. 9.58 remains in the fourth quarter. Thirty-three point differential right now. Not many close games across the area. Badax leads Caro at half, forty-one nothing. That's the last we heard from that. Lakers leading faster, thirty-four nothing. It's a handoff to the third option. White Eberling coming around the left side, down to the third twenty-six yard line. Tackle made by number fifty-five, Shea Woodkey for the Harbor Beach Pirate defense. A six-yard gain, second down and four. Actually, second down and five. Nice strong run there by Eberling. Is he was fighting off Shea Woodkey that entire time for about probably about seven, eight yards. They were battling each other, and Eberling's able to drag him all the way to the sideline and get about six yards on that play. Marlette led K-Pack in the second quarter, 21-8. to That's the closest game tonight. Ubley leading Memphis at half, 42-0. There's actually one really good game right now. It's an eight-player football, Peck in CPS, 28-24 ah. in the third quarter. The Peck Pirates leading in the third quarter, 28-24 over the Carsonville Port Sandlac Tigers. Second down and five, who, of course, Tigers are sporting new helmets this year. Second down and five for Sandusky. Handoff quick to number 26, right up the gut, and does not go very far. Carter Krause gets out for a yard down to about the 26-yard line. Tackle made by Caden Boynton for Harbor Beach. Third down and four now for Sandusky. Yeah, Carter Krause has, has had some success here in the second half, but that time got bottled up. No chance to bounce it outside and make a big play. Goes down after a short game. Nine and a half and counting in the fourth quarter. Our reach 41, Sandusky eight. Third and four for those Redskins. I stand corrected. Here's your best game of the night. Cass City is beating Reese in the second half, 20 to 13. No kidding. Yes. So Cass City leading Reese in the second half. You heard that correctly. Was it 20 to 13? 20 to 13. Cassidy oh, fired 13. up. Yep. Handoff right up the middle to number 42, Wyatt Eberling. He gets nowhere on that. Stopped at the original line of scrimmage by Luke Woodkey. And this now sets up a fourth and four for Sandusky in Harbor Beach territory at the 26-yard line. That's a good stop by Harbor Beach defense in a scenario where they haven't been able to do that. Uh, Ubley was able to run for almost 500 yards on him last week. Uh, we saw... Earlier in the season, Badax do whatever they wanted to him on defense running the football. I remember Keaton Brown running all over the place. This defense, this is a chance for them to really work on them in the trenches, whether it's the 4-4 the 6-3, it doesn't matter. They have to be able to slow down early down running attacks by opposing teams, and they've done a pretty good job tonight. But in the second half, Sandusky's showing some signs, being able to move the football. That's good for this young team, as Coach Jacobson going to call a timeout. And timeout with 8.15 remaining in the fourth quarter. It's 41-8. Harbor Beach leading Sandusky. Sandusky's facing a fourth and four right here on the WLW Sports Network. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network. Cass City leading Reese 20-13. That's the closest game in our area tonight. And the potential upset there for the Reese Rockets in favor of the Red Hawks. Right here, it's a fourth and four for the St. Nancy Redskins at the Harbor Beach 26-yard line. They need to get down to the 22 or 21-yard line, somewhere in there. 
Keyboard under center, wing T to the right, locking back, rolling to his left, looking to pass. And on fourth and four, looks downfield, throws downfield. This one is picked off by Luke Woodkey at the 14-yard line. And it really didn't matter. That's uh, six or one half of a dozen there for the Pirates as they make a stop, though, more importantly, on fourth down. And gives the ball back to the Pirates with a 33-point lead. Yeah, it's a nice nice play, though, and great coverage by Harbor Beach as they force pressure. Gibord does what he needs to do to extend the play, rolls to his left, and when he runs out of room, he has to throw the football. It doesn't matter if he throws an interception or not. It would have been a turnover of downs if he didn't, and Luke Wicke jumps the route nicely and slides safely into second base, making that <laughs> interception. Yes, he did. Just five yards on that. A turnover on downs, well, interception on fourth down. Harbor Beach coming out, first and ten from their own 15-yard line. We have a timeout called by Troy Schelke and the Pirates with 8.08 remaining in the fourth quarter. You're listening to the LW Sports Network. High reach coming out first and 10, 8.08 remaining here in the fourth quarter. Pirates leading Sandusky 33 points. And Dave Hanson, we have a scoring update in that Cass City Reese game. Yes, the end of the third quarter, the Reese Rockets find their way into the end zone. The extra point is good, and that game's tied at 20 apiece with just the fourth quarter to go. So close game, that game in Reese? It is. In Reese. I compare Cass City to this team we see right in front of us, uh, the Sandusky Redskins. A young team, low numbers, a big senior class graduating. You can see them showing signs of life, and now Sandusky trying to do the same. Luke Wookie gets the handoff. He's bursting out for positive gains all the way across the 40-yard line. They're going to say he came, stepped out of bounds at the 41-yard line. Stop made by Wyatt Eberling all the way from the 15-yard line out to the 41. A huge 26-yard pickup for Luke Wookie. Move the chain, 7.57 left in the fourth. Yeah, that time that the end of Sandusky did not get out there and stop him, he's able to find the end, get around that defensive end, and turn it upfield and showcase some of that speed. And there's defenders everywhere trying to run him down, eventually do, but not until he gets a big gain on the play for Luke Woodkey. From the 41 in their own territory, left right across the radio, Harbor Beach leading by 33 points. Bouncing back from a loss. They lost by... 17 points, scoring 33 points against Ubley. 50-33 to 33 last week in the backyard brawl in Ubley, the 71st meeting. Here tonight, leading Sandusky. Dan Babcock hands off to Jacob Booms as he's brought down in the backfield for a five-yard loss. Jumping out of his tackle would be number 52, Barry Lester, linebacker for Sandusky. Loss of five in the place, second and 15. Yeah, and that's, that's Grant Smiglinski getting beat there by Barry Lester. That that can't happen. Grant Smiglinski has the size advantage, but Barry Lester gets lower, is able to push him back right into Jacob Booms. And that's as running back, you do not want to be running into your own offensive lineman three, four yards in the backfield, and that's what happened. And then Lester's able to go down low and take Booms down for a pretty good loss on first down. Sandusky with three tackles for a loss tonight, 28 total tackles, no sacks, no interceptions. No turnovers in their favor. They have three turnovers in favor of the Harbor Beach Pirates, though. 6.35 left in the fourth. Dan Babcock hands off to Luke Woodkey. Has a lead blocker. Has positive yards. Looks down to the first down marker into Sandusky territory. Still on his feet at the 30-yard line. Dragging defenders. Breaks out of that one. And finally ripped down to the 12-yard line. 
Tracked down by Martin Tovar. No one else there, of course, as Luke Woodkey with a huge chunk play. Instead of a, a second and long, it's now a first and 10 from the 11-yard line. Uh, that's a heck of a run, and he made a lot of guys miss on that route, and uh, deservedly so. He gets an opportunity to come out of the game and take a break. 54 yards on that run for Luke Woodkey. That's his longest run of the day, and that puts him over, not only over 200, puts him over 220 yards on the night. 20 carries, 221 yards for Luke Woodkey, averaging 11 yards per carry. He's carried the ball 61% of the time. Tan Babcock in a quarterback. Your backfield in the T formation. Jacob Booms, Caden Boynton in a number five, which we don't have. And off to Caden Boynton up the gut, gets down to the five-yard line, a six-yard gain. As I'm actually going to say, that was a first and goal from the 11-yard line. So second and goal to go from the five. 5.45 left in the fourth. Tackle made by Mitchell Davis for Sandusky's defense. Nice run there by Caden Boynton as he uh, gets hit right at the line of scrimmage and fights off that defender and is able to fight ahead and get a good five or six yards. And that's something they need out of these guys. You've you got to have to fight for your yards, especially when you go right up the middle. And, uh, yeah, it looks like a nice run by him. And I see 34 in the backfield now for Harbor Beach. Of course, a lot of these JV players that we do not have the numbers for, so we apologize in advance. This one's a handoff to Jacob Booms. He's into the end zone. Touchdown, Harbor Beach from five yards out. Jacob Booms makes it another score for the Pirates. It's now 47-8 to with 5-12 remaining in the fourth quarter. Nice run there by Jacob Booms. As he, he's the guy all the way to the right in the tee. They run him left, and he finds a big gap and scampers into the end zone virtually untouched as Harbor Beach scores again to make it 47-8 to here in Sandusky. Two minutes and 56 seconds, 85 yards on just five plays, two first downs in tow as well. Makes it 47-8. to On the Jacob Booms five-yard dive. Backup kicker in the game now even. Matt Farmer, Luke Wookie holding for Farmer. Trying to make this one 48-8. The kick is up. It is no good. Wide right and short. 47-8. The score remains in favor of the Pirates. Leading by 39 points with 5-12 remaining in the fourth quarter on the WLW Sports Network. Five twelve remains in the fourth quarter. Harbor Beach tanks on yet another score. They've scored on every single offensive series this evening. Forty-seven to eight. Harbor Beach now leads Sandusky with five twelve remaining. Very impressive night on offense for Harbor Beach, scoring on every single drive. Forty-seven points rewarded for them, but uh, that's really not even the story of the game. It's this is Harbor Beach defense that's ranked in the back half of the Greater Thumb Conference in all the rankings, all the statistics. Allowing one touchdown tonight, just eight points, and that, that's a that's a great sign for them moving into the second half of the season. Shea Woodkey would be number five for the Pirates. So younger brother of Luke Woodkey changed jerseys. Instead of the right guard, he's now the running back for the Harbor Beach Pirates with 5-12 remaining. Running clock situation here as soon as the kick is off here as it's a 39-point differential. Luke Woodkey kicks off right down the middle of the field, comes in at the 19-yard line into the hands of White. Eberling goes to the far sideline. 
And he's tripped up by Shea Woodkey at the 22-yard line with a shoestring tackle. Can't get anywhere on that one. It's a long field to work with. Clock rolling with five minutes left in regulation. Nice open field tackle there by Shea Woodkey. Sophomore. E yeah, Eberling ro rolling, rotating to his right. Thought for sure he was way by uh, Shea Woodkey there, but not so fast as he's able to grab those shoelaces and trip them up for virtually no gain on that return. 4.45 and counting, running clock situation here. 47-8, Hover Beach leading Sandusky. First and 10 for the Redskins at their own 22-yard line. Right to left, cross your radio. This is all but solid away. Nothing but academics at this point. Just trying to get some well-needed and experience here for both squads. T formation for Sandusky, Gibor under center. Handoff to the number 20, 26. That would be a Carter Krause out for the run. Gets out for about six yards out to the 28-yard line. Number 27 on the tackle, Josh Hessling for Harvard Beach's defense. Second down, four to go for Sandusky. You're absolutely right. You said it. This is a great opportunity for both teams to uh, reward some of their younger players with some much-needed experience, playing time, even some carries in this game, hopefully. Second and four, Carter Krause, their leading rusher, tied with Wyatt Eberling with 35 yards each. Kyle Gibord at 34. Handoff to Wyatt Eberling, has positive yards, has the first down, and he's tackled out across the 35, down to the 37-yard line. Jacob Booms with another open field tackle. Move the chains for Sandusky. Nice run by Eberling. He's able to stretch it out to the right side, and Booms have to come over and tackle him, but not until uh, Sandusky gets a first down. First and 10 from the 36, right to left cross your radio, Sandusky. Running clock, 47 to 8, Hover Beach leading. Sandusky scored in the second half with 21 seconds remaining in the third. And off to their second option, that'll be 26, Carter Krause out across the trench down to the 39 yard line, a three yard pickup. Stop made by Caden Lawhorn, defensive tackle, six foot one, 240 pound sophomore for Harbor Beach. Second and seven. Lawhorn getting some, uh, quite a bit of playing time uh, after the injury to Levi Klasky. So nice tackle by him to get in the playbook tonight. Scorebook, I should say. Did you say handbook? Playbook. Playbook, excuse me. Sorry, I wasn't really paying attention myself. Looking, I was trying to do some math here. I apologize. I never listen to you, Dave. That's all right. You yeah, don't have okay. to. You're only in both of my ears the entire night. 2.15 left in the fourth. Running clock, 47-8. to T formation for Gibord and this Redskins. Handoff to 28. Ethan Viscogliosi. I knew that was going to throw me off. Viscogliosi on there the carry. Is. Yes, I knew you could do it. And he gets out for a hard fought yard out of the 40. Oh, man. I, I was I, hoping I, that I, would I, happen tonight. Caught perfect. me off guard. <laughs> it did, did. It absolutely did. It's doing math again, and I look up, and Viscogliosi brings in the, the carry out for a yard, third down and six. See, you're already over. You got it twice nah. in a row. It's already behind you. <laughs> I have a feeling I'm going to say that one one more time here in the final 90 seconds of this ballgame. I reach leading 47, Sandusky 8, Sandusky on offense. Getting a few more snaps here in week number five. T formation, keyboard under center. I reach with their free safety way back at the 46-yard line. 
Handoff to White Eberling. Has a lead blocker. Has the first down across midfield. Going streaking down that far sideline and finally forced out of bounds at the Harbor Beach 36-yard line. Forced out of bounds by Matt Farmer. That free safety. Move the chains from the Sandusky territory into Harbor Beach territory. Less than a minute to play. Yeah, nice run there, 29 yards. That's probably the longest play of the game. The game and Wyatt Eberling certainly will be their leading rusher now. Uh, actually looks pretty good. Eight yards a carry, nine carries, 73 yards. That's that's a pretty nice game. But a big burst there. And we were talking about Matt Farmer just a second ago being the deep safety, trying to not allow the home run. And he had to come over and make sure that wasn't in for a score. From the Harbor Beach 36-yard line, handoff to number 26, Carter Krause pushes forward, still on his feet, has the first down, and finally brought down by, again, Matt Farmer out of the secondary. That safety comes down and stops him. Less than 20 to play, down inside the 20-yard line. A nice run there by Carter Krause. They, they may have found themselves a future a running back, I think, in Carter Krause there. One more play here. Gibbard rolling to his left, and he's going to be brought down for the sack. Brought down by Jace Knoblock, defensive end. Brought him down in the backfield for the sack, and that is the end of regulation. The Harbor Beach Pirates bounce back after a loss to Ubley with a commanding 47-8 victory on the road against the Sandusky Redskins with a beat-up squad. 47-8 your final in week number five. The Harbor Beach Pirates improved to 3-2 in the season. And now in second place in the Greater Thumb East. You're listening to the WNLW Sports Network. When we return, we'll wrap this game up for you and take a look at what's ahead for both Harbor Beach and Sandusky. Final score in week number five, the Harbor Beach Pirates take out the St. Essie Redskins in commanding fashion. 47-8, your final score. Dave Hansen, at halftime, it was 28-0 Harbor Beach. Why don't you pick up scoring plays from there? I knew you were going to do that to me, Clark. It was 28-0, like you said, but more Harbor Beach scoring to start the third quarter. Jacob Booms, 51-yard touchdown run. Extra point, no good, but Harbor Beach would extend their lead 34-0. The next series, though, Sandusky would find the end zone for the first time then tonight. Martin Tovar with a short touchdown run. Kyle Gibord hits Lamb on a two-point conversion. And that's how your third quarter would end. Harbor Beach 34, Sandusky 8. In the fourth quarter, Tanton Babcock on a fourth and four. Scrambles 46 yards later, finds pay dirt. Extra point is good. Harbor Beach leads 41 to 8. And then with five minutes to go in the game, Jacob Booms punches in a five-yard touchdown run. The PAT by Farmer is no good, but Harbor Beach would extend their lead to 47 to 8. And that would be your final here in Sandusky. The Harbor Beach Pirates 47 the Sandusky Redskins just eight. Harbor Beach accumulated 472 plays, 472 yards on 42 plays tonight, averaging 11 yards per play. 35 carries for 346 yards, four of seven through the air. Tant Babcock for 126 yards as well for three touchdowns, seven total touchdowns of the night. Luke Woodkey, 20 carries, 221 yards, and one touchdown for Luke Woodkey, carrying the ball 57% of the time for the Pirates tonight. Jacob Booms, your next carrier for eight carries, 69 yards and two scores. Tan Babcock, two carries, 41 yards. And Caden Boynton, five carries, 
for 15 yards. Babcock also had one touchdown streaking to the end zone from 46 yards out. Through the air, 4 of 7 for 126 yards and three touchdowns. That's a good night for the junior quarterback, completing 57 yards of pa- or 57% of all passes. Receiving the ball, one reception, 54 yards, Luke Woodkey, one touchdown as well. Caden Boynton, one reception, 43 yards, one score. Jacob Booms, one reception, 22 yards, one score. And Jace Knoblach, one reception for seven yards. For Sandusky's offense, 37 carries, 196 yards altogether, one fumble, but also one touchdown. Passing the ball 0 for 4 and two interceptions for Kyle Giebord. Total offense, 41 plays, 196 yards, one touchdown, but three turnovers. White Eberling, your re- leading rusher for the Redskins, 9 carries, 73 yards. Carter Krause, 6 carries, 54 yards. Kyle Giebord, quarterback, 6 carries, 27 yards. Martin Tovar, 9 carries, 22 yards, and a lone score for the Sandusky Redskins. And Tyler Franzel, 3 carries for 11 yards. Giebord 0 for 4 through the air, 2 interceptions, intended for Brendan Long and Tyler Franzel. And that's your entire offense for Sandusky. Dave Hansen, impressive, impressive night here for Harbor Beach. We thought there was going to be a little closer here. Beat up for the Pirates tonight. Not on all cylinders. Coming off of a emotional loss last week against the Ugly Bearcats. Certainly didn't show that tonight. Well, we should have realized that uh, you didn't want to play Harbor Beach after losing to your rival <laughs> last week. You don't want to be the team on the, the next week, which happens to be Sandusky. But the reports were that Tanton Babcock did not practice all week. He took no snaps. He barely dressed. Was he going to play? It was a coin toss before the game started. We were hearing rumblings that he was going to dress and he was going to play limited, and that's all he did. In the first half, he came in when it was an obvious throwing down. It was third and eight. Guys, we're going to throw the football. Go in there and make a pass for us. Make a play. And that's what he did. And he completed four of his seven attempts. He averaged 31 yards of completion. He had three TDs and out of four of those completions for 126 yards. But the number to me that I think really draws the attention to the way the game went Sandusky ran 41 plays. Harbor Beach ran 42. Essentially the same. 41 plays equals 196 yards for Sandusky. 42 plays equals 472 yards of total offense. Like you said, just over 11 yards per play. Sandusky, just under 5 yards per play. There's your difference. The explosive plays, the big plays, Sandusky had virtually none. They had two runs late in the game that went for 20-plus yards, but Harbor Beach had a whole slew of them. They had three passing TDs over 20. They had three running plays over 45. They just had some speed. I think they may have found their number two running back in Jacob Booms. He had a really nice game. Only had eight carries, but 69 yards, broke off a long run. But I tell you what, I give Tanton Babcock a ton of credit for playing through that that injury he's got. You could tell he was hurting, but he, he came out and made the plays when he was needed to. And I imagine he'll be the same thing. He'll be highly questionable all week, like they would say. And then he's going to dress and do the same thing. They're going to let Luke Woodkey run the offense, mix Babcock in and plays situations where they think they need him. He ran the offense in the fourth quarter. You knew he probably wasn't going to put himself in a position to get hit, but he distributed the football, got some reps in. It was good to see him play, and when him and Woodkey are on the field at the same time, this offense is special. They are very, very good, and it's making other players like Jacob Booms and Caden Boynton, it's making these guys a lot better. And this team is scary good. Like I said, there's not too many teams that are going to push ugly this year. This team pushed them last week. They're going to win a lot of their games going out and into the playoffs. They're not probably not going to get a, maybe one home game, but this is not a team you want to run into come playoff time if healthy. 
On defense, Luke Wicke leads the team with seven tackles and one interception. Caden Boynton, five tackles, one interception, one fumble recovery. Shea Woodkey, five tackles. Grant Smiglinski, five tackles. Josh Hessling, four tackles. And Jacob Booms, three tackles. For the Sandusky defense, Corey Lampson leads the team for the fifth straight week in tackles on eight tackles tonight. Barry Lester, six tackles, including two tackles for a loss for seven yards. Martin Tovar, four tackles. Brendan Long, three tackles. Tyler Franzel, three tackles, including one tackle for a loss. And White Eberling, three tackles on the night. Dave Hansen, I have an idea who our Thompson Chevrolet player of the game will be, but who would that be in your mind? Uh, go ahead and give it to Luke Woodke. Uh, as, as, as glad as I was to see Tant Babcock play in this game and then play at a very high level, Luke Woodke was quarterback, running running, running the offense, handing the, play, handing the ball off, knowing, understanding where everybody needs to be, he, he dropped into the running back situation. He caught a touchdown. He ran for 220 yards. He made, I think, four of his five extra points. He does the kickoffs. He's probably driving the bus home. He's probably picking up the bill at Dairy Queen tonight. This guy's your player of the game. Uh, leading tackler on defense, seven tackles. He had an outstanding game. Intercepted a pass. I don't know what else a guy's got to do to earn that title. Clean he windows. Somebody else is going to have to do that if he's driving the bus home. <laughs> I have a feeling, knowing his parents, I don't think he's going to be cleaning windows. But maybe he will. Who knows? I'm sure they might be listening and get an idea for tomorrow. as they. Uh, maybe. I don't think Dad's going to do it, though. So. No, he's, he's not tall enough. <laughs> <laughs> as a waning gibbous moon comes over the uh, scoreboard from the east, Dave Hansen, final thoughts here from... And actually, congratulations. Two straight wins in the media round table. You took Harbor Beach by 13 points. Uh, you were the closest. I, I wouldn't say you're the most accurate, but you were the closest. We were uh, the night. But you and I, you and I were talking before the game started. Just you and I. And I, I when Tan Babcock decided he was going to play, I that told you. I, I, I told you earlier in the week. I didn't when I didn't know Babcock was not going to play or was injured when I was healthy. Yep. I had told you earlier in the week I was taking the over. I had the last position. I was going over. I truly felt that Sandusky's youth would have no answer for a high-level offense, the spread, the passing game, understanding route running. I didn't think they'd create enough pressure on Babcock. So when he was hurt and not going to play every down, that brought the score down. But with everybody here thinking it was going to be a close game, I was able to take advantage of an opportunity. And, yes, my score wasn't perfect, but I, I did mention to you all week I was going over if I had the chance, and uh, it worked out for me tonight. So, Dave Hansen, final thoughts here from week number five. Uh, i tell you what, Sandusky always a great host. Yes. Uh, it was, uh, the, foot, the field was great. Um, boy, we really missed the horn after they scored. <laughs> but uh, otherwise, ah. uh, the, f- the field held up great. Uh, it was a great game, and uh, it was very impressive to see Harbor Beach rebound the way they did and uh, full head of steam as they head to the second half of their schedule, hoping to have a, a playoff game, home playoff game, or two. So Harbor Beach improves to 3-2 and two on the season with that 47-8 victory over Sandusky. Sandusky falls to 1-4 on the season. They now hit the road, and they... <laughs> They go to Ubley next week and then at Brown City before returning to Memphis, home on Memphis on October 15th and finishing things out at Reese. So tough sledding here, tough schedule for the Sandusky Redskins in the second half of the season, but promise for the future here for the Sandusky program. They have a ton of young kids. There's a ton of sophomores on this team, underclassmen. Uh, We saw a couple of them shine kind of towards the end. You saw uh, Eberling run the ball well. Carter uh, Krause. You saw Carter Krause come out of nowhere. So th- they have some guys that, that showed some signs, but they, they're they 
A couple pieces short of completing this puzzle, as we saw. Kyle Geeboard slid in nicely. I thought he played well at quarterback. The passing game, I'll never judge Sandusky on that. That's not what Coach Jacobson wants to do ever in any scenario. But uh, he let it all hang out tonight. Let's see what you got. We have nothing to lose. We are the underdogs. We're going to play like it. And he gave him some free run to make a couple passes. That's always fun. And he's going to improve on that. I'm sure he will. So a couple nice runs around the edge. So they're building. But it's it's a long process in that, in that scenario. Harbor Beach returns home next week to t- host the Cassidy Redhawks on their homecoming game before traveling down to Memphis and then returning home to play Marlette at home and then running out the regular season week number nine at USA. And it's not a, not a real easy schedule with no. Marlette coming on. That's that's kind of the game I have circled. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the interesting one. Obviously, USA is always a tough task. No matter where it's home or away, they always play a tough game. So uh, not as difficult as Sandusky's schedule, but nonetheless one we'll definitely be keeping an eye on. Dave Hanson, it's great to have you in the booth. Of course, you missed last week. Ed Clum did a great job, but it's always nice to have my right arm back and uh, nice to, knowing when you'll jump in, knowing when you'll jump out. Uh, just feels good for the broadcast team back together for a couple more weeks here. Yes, uh, round of applause. Great job, everybody. It was good to be back, and, uh, yeah, looking forward to next week's game. Yes, indeed, and tonight's game was brought to you by Thumb Sailor and Agar Valley Services, Dia Services of Cass City, Conic Radiator and Air Conditioning of Maddox, Rainey's Honey Center here in Daily Tribune, North Star Bank here on Auto Parts, Countryside Transportation, DM Cabinets, Harbor Beach Community Schools, Albert Insurance Agency of Port Hope and Harbor Beach, and Sure Health. Better health, better life, are you sure? So on behalf of our entire broadcast team, Dave Hansen, in-game analysis, back to back in the booth. Great to have him. Doug Cold, coming all the way from Livonia, Michigan, our director of sports information, keeping track of our stats to a precision, as usual. Our spotter, best in the business, Dan Benke, keeping an eye out, lounging on the stairs or wherever he could find the play and the field through his binoculars, keeping us informed throughout the entire night. We'll be back on air next Friday as we shift our attention back to the Greater Thumb West for the showdown to decide the greater than West, Reese at Bad Axe. Coverage begins at 6 p.m. from Bad Axe, kickoff at 7 p.m. with the whole gang being there. We'll see you next Friday. Congratulations, Harbor Reach, 47-8 over Sandusky. This has been a presentation of the WLEW Sports Network, powered by Agri-Valley Services, on Sports Radio 102.1 FM and live and worldwide at WLEWsports.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Just search for WLEW Sports. Your home for high school football is the WLEW Sports Network.